This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. Here with me, I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? None much, man. Just a, a long day, end of a long weekend. We're here on Tuesday night. Um, and I, uh, you know, I, I missed last night because I was jet lagged after I got home and took my ass to sleep quite early. Um, <laughs> uh, over the weekend, I was uh, out of town. I was in Brooklyn, New York uh, for my sister's baby shower. And my God. Um, what a long excitement filled weekend, um, pretty much starting from Friday on, um, what's going on with you though, man? Not too much. Uh, I went to spark Joshi show in Orlando with Zach Porter, uh, you know, um, one of our friends and one of the, um, people that contributes in the, um, comment in the stream on, on Twitch or whatever. Yeah, man. Uh, I got a story. I got a story. So, I'll let you go first, and then I'll get to mine. Yeah, mine's not mine's not a long story, but it's it's an embarrassing story. So, I get there. I get there early, and um, what? Yeah, I got there. I got there before Zach did, which means I got there like I, you know, doors open at four, bell starts at five. I got there like four thirty ish, right? So, I get in there, general admission ticket, whatever, and uh, they just hand us streamers. And I was like, huh, really? Y'all ain't finna charge for these? I don't know why I fuck I said it out loud, but I said it out loud just how surprised, you know, normally Ring On or different places, they charge for the streamers. Right. So, he handed me one, then after I said they handed me three. I was like, okay, whatever, sucker. So, <laughs> uh... We let's just flash. Let's fast forward to uh, the best match on the card, in my opinion. Uh, me, why did I be versus Kylan King? So, uh, me, you comes out. It's time to throw the streamers. I go to throw my streamer, and you know, like the roll of toilet paper, where like you know, like the adhesive part that keeps it together, and you got to open it up, and then like maybe the next roll, roll around, it might also have adhesive. All right, so yeah. I, for some reason, I didn't think that. So. I rip it open, I throw it, 
I'm thinking it's gonna hit the middle of the ring. No, it heads directly towards Miyu. And I see it's not unraveling, and I'm like, I turned away in shame and embarrassment <laughs> and disgust. Cause I know what's about to happen. It's about to hit, it's about to hit, it's about to hit Miyu. <laughs> so I look away, Zach starts laughing. All I see is Zach go, I look oh, up, I'm like, oh, what are you doing? I look back at Miu. Miu's like, what the f- make a, 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 with the big, with the, still with the gigantic, the biggest smile in the universe. Like, uh-huh. she made a face like, what the fuck? And I was like, I'm, I'm like, I was like, I'm sorry. And she goes, oh, it's fine. Okay, okay. You didn't do it on purpose. You ain't actually, you know, starting to hate comedy bullshit. Bro, I, I, oh my God. This man, Jane, throwing shit at that women. Right. So, so then. What were you going to do next? Throw a battery? Oh my God. So then, after the show, uh, they had their they, they were selling merch before and after the show. So after the show, uh, I go and I buy the I buy the Miu shirt just because I had to you know I was gonna buy the yeah. shirt anyway. But after that one was like yeah I definitely owe you. Uh, so uh, Miu Miu Yamashita is there too. You know uh, older Miu like she speaks Jap she speaks English. She knows a bit because obviously she's been over here a bunch of times. I think this is one of Miu's first time ever being over here. Right. Uh-huh. So like she doesn't speak a leak of English. And I'm trying to explain to her that like, I'm sorry for what happened. It wasn't over. She, but she, she didn't understand none of that shit. I was like, whatever, whatever. This is this move on, move on past making your shirt. And uh and and that was that. And I was you like, gotta, man. You gotta that, use that Google Translate, man. Man, I ain't got and, time. And, for and, ho- and hold up the symbols. No, nah, because you know? think, hold up the symbols. He's stupid. No, nah, my whole thing is like, hey, I can't. She don't understand. I ain't got time to waste her time when she got more marks to go ahead and, and sell her, yeah. get, get more money off of. Let, go, let her go ahead and do her thing, and I could just get the fuck on the way. Got the way. She was okay with it. She obviously realized, or not okay, but like she realized, like it was an accident. I went out here trying to like you know <laughs> throw, throw rotten tomatoes at her and shit. So yeah, man. But I, was, I but shout out, shout out to Zach Porter, that motherfucker. Him, he. He literally like him. I was like, what were you playing? <laughs> like, I think I think it was a I think it was a reflection. I think it was a gut initial like visceral reaction. Where he was like, nah, don't think it was me. I didn't throw that. He did. I think that's what happened. But I don't like how he passed the buck on me so so quickly. I do not appreciate that. <laughs> I don't. I, I understand it, but I don't appreciate it. So so yeah, that was my story oh, for the weekend. Man, man. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw the uh, the updated. Uh, James and Miu Yamashita picture. Uh, oh for yeah, this year. yeah, yeah. I, I need to tell that story too, don't I? Uh, probably. Yeah. So, uh, New York City, 2019 for WrestleMania weekend. Uh, One Nation Radio and Keep It Strong. So uh, both went up there to um, to obviously take care of Russell or take part of WrestleMania weekend. You know, see all the shows. Went to you know the Supercar G1 stuff. We went to Shimmer 113. Um, so we were leaving out of Shimmer 113 to try to make it to, uh, the Stardom show. Cause it was, cause it was, it was Shimmer 113, Stardom, and then Takeover. So on the way walking out, I look over in this corner and there's like, I see Miyu Yamashita and I'm like, oh shit, that's her. And like, I've seen, obviously at that point in time, I've seen probably a couple dozens of her matches and then like, I was a fan of hers. I thought she was the best wrestler in, in Tokyo Joshi Pro at the time. And that was like when I first started getting into Joshi and I liked her. So like, I noticed her. She noticed me noticing her. And I was like, all right, well, let's take a picture. So, took the picture. Um, and at that point in time, I was probably like 330-some pounds or whatever mm-hmm. else. So, um, I wanted to meet you uh, at the show. And um, I showed her the picture. And, like, 
I was telling her, like, yeah, I met you in 2019, and, um, you know, for whatever show it was she was doing in New York City. She goes, oh, okay. She looks at a picture. She looks back at, look up at me, and then, like, she goes, huh? <laughs> like, she, like, she heard, she, she unintellectually heard what I was saying, obviously, in her second language, but then, like, once she looks down and sees me and then looks at Looks down to see is this is what it used to be me. I like I like I like I ate me, and then I look like I did, like I threw myself back up. And I'm smaller now. She was like, wait, what? And then like uh, we took a picture again. Uh, so we ended up doing the double fist pose, whatever else. But yeah, like it was just um, it was funny to see that reaction. It was so funny because like I mean, I don't think I've talked about it on the show yet, but like I've I've lost hundred pounds. Clap it up, clap it up for James, y'all. Yeah, don't do that. I'm only bringing it up just so you put, make, they understand like how much weight I've lost uh, in the last uh, 13, 14 months, whatever. But yeah, like it was just funny to see her reaction. She was like, oh, four, two, she's like 2019, four, four years ago. I was like, yeah, yeah. And um, it was also another funny story I got with uh, uh, Maya Yuki. So Maya Yuki speaks pretty good English. Not mm-hmm. as good as like Sheeta, but like better than Miyu. And, like, for some reason, when I was at her table, I totally forgot. Totally forgot. So, I'm talking to her as if she's, like, Miyu Watanabe don't speak a lick of English, right? So, I say something <laughs> to her. Not, not like, patronizing, but just, like, I'm small detail, only numbers, really, I'm talking to her about. And now she hits me with that, like, yeah, yeah, bro, I pretty much know what the fuck you're saying. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. And no, I know you speak English because I'm actually a fan and I just forgot. And I know that you always want to come over here and I'm happy that you're over here and all that kind of stuff. So we talked for a little bit, everything and buying uh, one of her shirts. But like it, it was uh, it was a real fun show. Like um, it was probably the Miyu uh, Colin King match I would recommend to you. I would recommend the main event because I know you like all cap sake. Um, I think mm. you would have a funny uh, a funny react to knowing what that result was, um, given what happened at Stardom this year when Maya was in there. But, um, yeah, uh, but yeah, like, um, and also there was an angle with, um, with Emmy, um, joining a faction, a hill faction, and, like, she was over, like, a god in that building. <laughs> they, but, uh, yeah, man, it was a fun show. That's what's up, man. Next time they do it, I'll, I'll end up going, uh, I'll end up going again, yeah, most likely. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I was in, uh, Brooklyn, New York over the weekend, so, uh, went to a couple bodegas, that was pretty cool. Uh, got some good old breakfast sandwiches. Someone attempted to sell me the gas, and I don't mean the steroids. Um, had to had to turn them down because obviously, you know, I'll, I'll be traveling soon. Can't can't really bring that with you, and <laughs> it's not my bag, <laughs> so uh, per se. But um, yeah, freaking the the Sunday, uh, it was just it was just a wild and crazy day. Which featured of all things, my mom getting a table dropped on her foot and it's swelling up the size of like a football like immediately and my mom the the absolute g that she is completely no sells it no scream no mm-hmm. no no tears no nothing just just all day just stone face just like you need anything ma like just over and over just just bugging her probably just annoying her at this point how can i help you oh, i'm fine i'm fine and i'm just like what what were you made of like <laughs> um and then you know uh, my my sister running around and she's uh trying to get everything organized and I'm trying to do my be- best to help her but you know a couple things that ended up falling through that you know once she paid for something she expected something to be there from the vendors was not there one of the replacement things was something that broke on my mom's foot because it was faulty equipment wow. my sister's 
I, I'm I'm a pretty laid back guy. My sister is the total opposite of me. Um, <laughs> and uh, there there was a there was a situation with with the security downstairs. I was holding her back, then she was holding me back, and then like I almost had to fight this guy that was probably I don't know six five, a smooth. 300 like it, it, it sounds like you're filling out a police sounds like you're filling out a police description six yeah. five 300 pounds yeah it like 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 but like he was a like and it was like you know he was you know it was my sister yelling there was a lot of loud you know hostility there and you know eye to eye squaring up and it was mm-hmm. just like luckily cooler heads prevailed because like while i would have done it i would have i would have i would have done the fight like <laughs> Like I don't know how it would have worked. Yeah, <laughs> but and it's like I'm, I'm 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 walking to it and I don't feel confident. Yeah, don't stink. Yeah. yeah, I was like, well, you know, like if he, if he if he swings on my sister, I'm, I'm gonna have to do it. Like, <laughs> but like, I'm leaving here with something. Like, <laughs> that's all I can promise. I'm leaving oh, here with something. Were y'all outside when this happened? Where were y'all? Yeah. We, we y'all, y'all just got y'all just got hope one of them undercovers is around every block is is in, yep. is in pursuit. Hey, bring it up, bring it up. Oh, okay, okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Got to treat like it's an NBA game where like you know you throw the first punch or whatever else. Yeah, you just yeah. try to hold on until they can break it up. Yeah, but luckily, like we ended up getting it settled. Um, you know, whatever, and you know, guy ended up apologizing to my sister. It was a lot more peaceful after that. <laughs> See now. Uh, they must have known that y'all, y'all y'all weren't actually from New York, cause like normally mm-hmm. when someone apologizes in New York, they'd be like, "Yeah, not suck my dick." <laughs> Them rude motherfuckers, them assholes. Yeah, yeah man, oh, it was so dirty there, and it was so like, <laughs> um, I I was going no, around New York. I was, was like, so "Yo, dirty there, like it was so it was just- so dirty, and it was like <laughs> the traffic is just overwhelming. All the houses are so close to each other. It's normally like." If you're in New York, you're like in Times Square, you're whatever. You're like Rome's. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was in Brooklyn the whole time. So like okay. Brooklyn, like there are, you know, there are different areas, whatever, right? Yeah, they're basically but, mostly like neighborhoods. Yeah. But but some of the stuff was like, yo, people are double parked down these narrow ass streets, and then the bike lanes are in them. I was like, I would never want to live here or drive here ever. Mm. Like it would just be hell trying to park at all times. Hell, trying to trying to uh, commute places like by car. I would have a bike if I lived in yeah, New York. Yeah, absolutely. Mean, you know, like what I have, I forgot what percentage, but like there's a significant percentage that don't have vehicles because what's the point? You know, there's Bro, a it's you know, so people don't even know how to drive. Never learned how to drive. What's the point? I live here. Yeah, public transit um, is pretty good, except for when it's not. Right. Um, luckily, my mom. Though, if you guys are wondering about her, she ended up. Uh, no, no broken bones, negative on the X-rays, yeah. but yo, that was like tell me what the fucking niggas gave her for for, for the pain and swelling. I remember you, you told me this this morning. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> Shout out to the doctors, super nice and all that, right? But like once they they kind of determined she didn't have no broken bones, they was like, yeah, we got this here Tylenol for you, and I'm like, 
Tylenol. You handle like, you handle this a lot more a lot more uh, politely than I did when I heard that. When I was like, "Hey man, you, <laughs> if you fuck niggas, don't give Miss Janet some um something for her pain. Stop playing." <laughs> like they they gave her a doctor's note to give her you know some excuse days from work and all that, but it was like, no nah, man, like we need to like the town all three if, if, at least you know. <laughs> now, okay, See? the three in, in the is the, okay. even give her the town all the three, three is that real? The three is yeah. that real? They gave me the Tylenol threes for the uh, for the uh, wisdom teeth, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta like drop an ID to get the Tylenol three. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, but then my mom, you know, she flew home the next day, and you know, she's Oof. she's chilling at the crib now. Like, is she amazing? She, how like how is her mo- mobility? Is she fine? Like, can she move walk around on it, or is it, is it she, like she can walk? She okay. she can walk, but she, she's just walking slower or okay. whatever. But She's a G. Like, I don't... Like, shout out to her. Um, but, yeah, the rest of the baby shower went, went well and, you know, a lot of stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it was it was a lot, man. It was, it was an up-and-down day. Like, and there was even more that I can't even really get into here. But, um, yeah, love my whole family. It was good to see them all uh, on my, my between my mom, my grandma, uh, my older sister, uh, Kiki, and it was, it was, it was a fun time. Um, and I love the sandwiches at the corner stores. So, you know, um, you ain't going to uh, what's it called uh, and get you get you one of them custom made jo- joints. It's just like ridiculous. I mean, you make you know, uh, get you a chopped cheese with a honey bun. <laughs> nah, I ain't do that. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Like on I've TikTok, never seen a chopped cheese and a honey bun. Bro, they be like, uh, what's it called? The Aki way. Like they have buddy that runs a bodega. Like they, he'll hook up whatever. Like you buy whatever out the store. And he'll put it on the grill. <laughs> That's funny as and, fuck. And like, so the other day they had Sauce Gardner, one of the um, one of the New York Jets. Um, like he had like was like crushed, like crushed hot Cheetos and all types of weird shit put together for a sandwich. I was like, bro, like you finna blow your whole asshole out uh, with, with that <laughs> one, bro. Ain't no way. Blow it out your ass, ludicrous. Yeah. So I was like, but like that ain't the first one I seen crazy. Like when Mikel Bridges got dra- got traded. Uh, last offseason or last season, like he for, one of the first things he did was do you know go to uh their bodega and he hooked him up with some ridiculous sandwich. And it's like it's always something. It was like, bro, I I wouldn't imagine trying to eat that. Like, why? Like, this is just, this is like troll troll cuisine on IG or TikTok. <laughs> you know, sick. Yeah, bro, it's so funny. Like, um, and and I really I'm way too nice to live in New York. Like, saying thank you was like this foreign like thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I would tell the guy, thank you at the counter. And he would just like, look at me mystified. Like, what do you mean? Thank you. Like, <laughs> no, nah, I was supposed to be like, you ain't from funny. around here, are you? Yeah. yeah. I was trying to do my best to keep my talking minimum. I, I don't want nobody to notice me out yeah. here. I'm, I'm straight, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, ended up flying home yesterday. Um, and back to the, back to the A. So, um, but Last week, uh, Dynamite and as well as NXT were on Tuesday. NXT and AEW had the ratings war. NXT was victorious. It wasn't particularly close. I believe not. In overall the, viewers, no. Not in the overall viewers. I believe the NXT show was like nine seventeen or something like that to like maybe six oh nine. Uh, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the demo, uh, NXT did win 0.30 to 0.26. I was kind of shocked at this. I, I thought AEW would 
somehow like get the win, but I did uh, too. But I do remember, um, I do remember Melzer talking about just like you know the counter counterintuitive stuff as far as like the rating is different when like the time will change for New Year's that kind of stuff or not for, mm-hmm. for like for t- for daylight savings time like the, like the number one hour for Raw would be like mm-hmm. the nine o'clock hour as opposed to the eight o'clock hour and stuff. So um, one of the counterintuitive things he pointed out over the years is that like when a, when like old old legends come back the like the numbers that like they bring in are not like the older crowd that they that the people that the wrestlers you know grew to popularity with is actually like the youngsters want to see what the hype was about with the new with the uh with the legend so um i think that some of that was cena and undertaker um possibly but yeah um i was surprised too you know with the the number they beat them in the demo uh, obviously, I, I thought there was a chance they were going to, they were going to beat them with um, Eric. He was going to beat them over all viewers. They beat their ass. Um, I am surprised that it, it's not so much that NXT did so well as much as like I'm surprised that, NXT, that AEW did so poorly with a show that had two, um, they had stuff on that you would care about, um, and was done well and put together well. And uh, I was just surprised by that. Um, I mean, I, I will file this away in the, uh, you know, the Cop- Copeland ain't no damn draw uh, folder that we mm. had since 2020. But, uh, yeah. Um, I don't I, wonder I, about I, that strategy, though. Like, um, there were there were a couple of things, like, um, in the execution of the show that maybe, like, after the first match, you're you're checked out on because you can you can pretty much predict the uh the finish to Hangman and Jay White after you watch Swerve and Danielson. I mean, well, like, I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I think all of us in the group chat did, and it was yeah. like, you know, th- this was like some classic like TV booking, like you know, both guys, uh, you know, lead to the finishes, and um, ultimately giving Copeland a main event spot there. Um. When and, you're and going to be against, fair, the AEW uh, main event spot on on Dynamite has always been, you know, sometimes always, it matters, sometimes it doesn't. It's only it's only a good sign when you do well. When right. you don't do well, you can't. It don't mean nothing. Yeah, like um, I you know, it, building the entire show around him with that particular style of match that he did, and it was just like, all right, this. You know, you're going against WWE with the ultimate WWE lifer essentially there, and it's like the, the alternative. Like, and then you wonder, like, no MJF in the match, no elite to be found besides Hangman um, around, and it's like, was this uh, some 4D shit? Like, oh, just, just take us off this week, or like, were, were these uh, days scheduled off in advance? Like, 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 what was this? Um. From the elite, I would say probably not for the part where it's like you go through it historically over and over and over. They talked about how like if there was no AEW, they'd be in WWE right now. They talked polite or Omega particularly talked politely about like the recruiting job that Triple H did to try to bring them to WWE. They talked about when their contracts running up, how like they legitimately thought about like potentially leaving to go again or to go to WWE. That uh, this or you know that time around they end up resigning, of course. You've seen Kenny Omega be polite, you know, when people talk, try to do the thing or try to get him into some stuff with Roman Reigns. He's like, nah, man, that dude can wrestle. You know, I think we have some great matches. I think we do something great if we ever, you know, linked up or whatever else. I keep feeling like, you know, obviously there's just words or whatever else. Obviously never gone over there, but like, I feel like they don't give a flying fuck about this, about this WWE AEW thing. 
But you had Cody around, you had CM Punk around, you have Tony Khan, and they're all trying to rally the base. And, like, you don't see them doing that. Like, what do you, like, I'm sure there are maybe an example here and there, and far, and few and far between or whatever else, but, like, comparatively speaking to the people that are, like, the rabble-rousers for the a, for the pro-AEW crowd, like, well, both of, well, one of them is in WWE right now. The other one uh, tried to get in WWE, and then uh, the other one is running the promotion. So it, it ain't the elite. So I don't think they give a fuck about that stuff, especially when like they repeat repeatedly. And let let Cody Rose promo tell you, I don't need to see uh, the young bucks beat the developmental guys again. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <clears throat> I don't know. It was it was interesting. Like um, just thinking about. You know, because like I think we both said like this one-off ratings week didn't really matter. It didn't matter to WWE a lot uh, because you know perception it, it becomes reality, and you know they are trying to. They've been loading up uh, NXT all year, but they wanted this one badly. How many of them do they bring? How many shows did they bring the Undertaker to? How many shows that? of NXT if they ever brought John Cena to. Yeah. I mean, uh, you would think that, like, if you're going to get The Undertaker to come in and do anything, you'd be like, maybe do that on SmackDown? But maybe they were like, oh, we're leaving SmackDown anyway because they don't want us no more. So let's, let's you know, what's the point? There's that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it was interesting, interesting to see what TK picked, and I and I hope he does, he's not discouraged by picking, you know, largely strong wrestling to lead with rather than all the all the goofy um, uh, you know stuff well to be fair that adam cole segment was the highest rated thing this week on that show so we can't just necessarily say like he was out here coming guns a blazing he was out here trying to give us you know uh, a pay-per-view for free like but I don't go- think I think they went with strong matches. I, I do too. They didn't go with like I don't think what I'm saying is I don't think they didn't they, go crazy. Right. What I'm saying is I don't feel like they went too far out of character from what their show normally is. Correct. Yeah. Or Correct. Uh, has been of the last like two months. Um. But yeah, like I, you know, NXT got the win, and um, this sent Tony Khan in spiraling hysterics. Yeah. On Twitter, so um, so that some real sore winter shit. Like this man has a record uh, similar to Shuri and Stardom against against WWE. It's something like he's it's like seventy five and, and two. two. <laughs> it just he just got the two just now, and he, 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 he couldn't take it. I was like, bro, this this bro, just just is charging the game. Look so, at the scoreboard. So I don't have a problem with anything Tony Khan actually did except one tweet. The, under, um, the Undertaker Cena one. The Undertaker scene one. I don't like that one, and I'll tell you why I don't like that one. Because they still beat your guys. Correct. They beat your guys, and also leave the wrestlers out of it. That's true. Because it's like you know, and and I talk to to people in wrestling dead, about look, it. What happens when the dead man becomes all elite? You stupid. But um. You know, I they're mean, always you, there. Hey, there hey, is don't, that, don't, don't look, that. You look, stupid sarcasm, nigga. Look, yeah. there, is, there is that possibility. Like, you never know. Like, you know, what if Cena became available or something like yeah. that, right? And that like, would be real tough. He'd be like, John Cena's all like, wait, <laughs> you can't use that. That's his actual name. <laughs> this is his actual name. <laughs> like, I think that, um, I think that you should largely, if you're an executive, keep it to the executive. <laughs> Bang on Nick Khan all day. Basically, calmness, calmness, soulless, you know, outsider or whatever. Call this man a rapist. Um, he did plenty you know, of that. Look, look, stick to that. 
or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, go Stick at Triple H. Go at Triple H. Go at Shawn Michaels. Stay to that. Like, but once you start bringing the wrestlers in, I think that's kind of a low blow because it's like, all right, what if someone was trying to call your wrestlers out? Now, I think they he would obviously defend his wrestlers, but why even? But right, but the thing do is, that? it seems right, like but, such a low blow. Right, kinda. but the thing is, he not understand. He's not understanding and lacking the self awareness. Realizing like, once you do that, like you would defend your people. So like, once you do that, you like if they call down the thunder upon you, you have nothing. To, you have you deserved it. You've earned it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That that was the only thing I didn't like, and it was like stick call him a rapist, and I and I saw the new defense for this thing was um, he's annoying. <laughs> no, the what we're, we're saying about uh, Tony Khan, they were saying he doesn't actually care about the women. That was uh that that of uh, when you tweet uh, that, you know what that means? You don't either. Look, yeah, I was gonna say, you know who really didn't care about the women? Vince McMahon. He didn't that, care that, about the women. Yes, like? yes. But once you tweet out, well, he doesn't really, he, well, he doesn't really care about raising these actual concerns. Like, well, neither do you, because why would you point something out like that, you asshole? <laughs> so this is what they, this is what they stooped to doing. Tony Khan, uh, I prefer that you just keep calling Vince McMahon a rapist because there's nothing coming back from that. There's no way to, you can't lose with that card. You can't. Like, but. As soon as you drop it off to like Cena, this is less than one yeah. million. It's like, yo, you're immediately setting up for the the mirror to be held up for right. you know the performance of your guys and right. and you know uh, the people that you got from WWE and you know right. the people that in the future are like, yo, this is this is a lot. Like, I don't think I I, I think people were freaking out a tad bit on on like uh, how bad this was and what it looked like. I, I it was. I think they were tweets like, and he's, this is not out of his character. I only didn't like one of them. Yeah. I think he tweeted so much. That he, you know, it was like, I, I lost either, you know, you, you move on or you're, and then he moved on to talking about like the, the, the thing with his mom and everything. It's like, it was per, he oh, yeah, personal. It's like, yeah, I forgot about it that. can be personal all at once too. But like, now you're at a part of just lashing out. And now we now people get to say what they want to say about you that they felt that like you know you kept it you know in the strike zone before now you out here you know you throwing at people's heads and shit in a way yeah um so yeah yeah it's um you know I and I I wonder how a lot of the wrestlers felt about it like I think there was a lot of people talking thought like, that shit yeah, was lame man. as fuck hey man put your phone away you know like just just move on keep it keep it you know. Keep it moving, like because there's always going to be another fight. There's always going to be um, that, that will definitely always be the case. There will always be another fight. Like get ready for next year. Get ready for what happens. Well, I think it happens again that. in what November. It happens. It happens soon. It's going to be a Friday night. It's going to be SmackDown against like uh, the the day before Full Gear because they're moving okay. Collision to Friday that night. And what is Friday? SmackDown. So. Right. You already know what they about to do. So, so what is hap- so so did they just call it collision instead of calling it a rampage or what did what did they do? They just get rid of rampage doing, that year or that I week. I think they're doing collision then rampage, like right after collision and then rampage. Right. Instead of doing rampage and then collision. Probably yeah, it's gonna be like live or something like that. Okay, whatever, whatever. So, um, yeah, man, uh, yeah, yeah. If it was me, like you know. I, I would not go anywhere near the wrestlers, keep it to the executive level, and I think it comes off a little bit better. But, yeah. you know, I, I can't imagine if you're <laughs> – if you're like – if you're Edge, right, 
and you wake <laughs> up and you see this, you're you're like, I know these people. What man. the fuck? Like what? Like what are you doing, Tony? Like it's just why? Right. Oh uh, yeah. I I think you just gotta you just gotta wear it, man. Wear it the L. Wear it yeah. with pride. Be like, yeah. yo, this is what it took to beat us. Like if you come out, you know that. Be like, this is what it took to beat us. But I feel good about where we're at. Boom. That's like a that's perfectly fine. But once you start saying, yeah, you know. Undertaker and John Cena in a real draw is like, buddy. <laughs> buddy. This, this, we, what are we doing? It's <laughs> a lot, man. It's a lot. Yeah, them niggas just went to the, to the fucking LA Fitness and basically doubled their viewership. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Crazy, man. Um, so... Moving on, uh, it's Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame season. Oh, uh, the, the votes, uh, the ballots just opened up. You know what's going on this year. It's a big year. Uh, I did send out my Junkyard Dog column again. Got a lot of uh, traction on it once again. So uh, let's 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 keep it going up. And uh, you know, that's hopefully. good. That's not what I was saying about. I was talking about there some of the other discussions oh. we've had. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so. There, there have been some changes for this year. Okay. Um, and Dave calls it the deepest and most interesting ballot due to some of the new rules he's going to try to put in to make the process fairer. He does acknowledge that no system is going to be perfect. Um, he basically says the new system is designed to make it so the number of votes in the category is based on the number of candidates. Previously, there would be a total limit on votes, which was 10 wrestlers yeah. and five others. And that was increased last year to account for all the tag, tag teams, teams added. Yep. What we're doing is having a different amount of maximum votes per category based on the number of candidates in each category. Is that why I saw the Gooby thing with like North America or modern U.S. Canada had like more people you can vote for than like Japan? Japan was like three or five or some shit like that. And then yes. everything else. Okay. Okay. So he, he, t- he basically talked about them having log. There are some log jams basically in U.S. and Canada, which is probably the strongest category last year is even deeper. Now it has Sergeant Slaughter, Junkyard Dog, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, David Carey and K- Kevin Von Erich move from modern to historical. And given what, you know, what would call their Hall of Fame career uh, resume is over by 1993. So. All those people are going to historical. Okay. Um, the other strength is U.S. and Canada, current wrestlers, uh, people that have possibly made great strides since the last time they were on the ballot, Seth Rollins and John Moxley, or increased their legacy arguably in the last year, which is Roman Reigns. Right. Um, the maximum people who can be voted in on each category is based on one vote for three candidates on the ballot stemming okay. from the latest baseball elections, which had 28 and 30 total candidates and a 10-vote max. Okay. So the rules still remain. If you can get 60% of the votes from your region, you're in. If you get less than 10%, you're off unless there's a reason based on current performance or new history that will warrant another look. If you're off, you can be put back on in two years if those reasons exist. There's a 15-year max on the ballot unless you get 15% of the vote. That rule has kept Sergeant Slaughter on the ballot for years, who's been a top finisher but can never cross a 60%. Uh, other people on the clock this year are Big Daddy, Ken- Kendo Nagasaki, and Jackie Palo, all from the UK. Uh, Big Daddy, yo ass, falling off the ballot, and I'm going to report to Josh Smith directly uh, when it happens. 
So I didn't know he was a big daddy voter or would be a big daddy voter. <laughs> I, I've heard him talk about it because obviously not the drawing history or whatever else, but like people are oh. always like, yo, he was a horrible wrestler. Question from from Nith Mang: uh, Was TK taking shots at Regal with some of those tweets? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the Absolutely. whole part when he, the whole part he's talking about like uh, he's talking about like I you know I was dealing with my mom and she was sick and or whatever else and there was tampering going on. He was talking about two people. One in particular was was Regal. Yep. Um, so like there is um, <laughs> there's a lot of candidates here. I don't know I'm going to go through all of them, but. Um, Go through the main ones for U.S. Canada. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave out the historical one. JYD, go ahead, vote it. Uh, the modern or, U.S. and Canada. Or go through any notable ones that for this show, for the people that, you know, when we talk about them on the show or we've talked about them on the show, I guess. Yeah. So, like, the the modern U.S. and Canada, the candidates are Mark and Jay Briscoe, the Young Bucks, Edge, Bill Goldberg, Matt and Jeff Hardy, Becky Lynch, Moxley, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall as a tag team. Paul Ordnorf, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, CM Punk, Roman Reigns, Trish Stratus, and Rick and Scott Steiner. Okay. How many people would you vote for on that list? Um, I would vote for, let's see. Uh, I would be a no on the Briscoes just because I don't have enough familiarity with Fair them. Fair enough. Uh, Young Bucks, Slam Dunk, absolutely. Yep. yep. Edge, no. Yep. Uh, Goldberg, Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't vote for him, but he'd be in a maybe pile. Yeah, I, I think I'll say yes on, on Goldberg. Matt and Jeff Hardy is a tag team. Uh, I'm going to go no. Um, It'd be my maybe pile. Uh, Becky Lynch, not yet, but she's making a great case. Definitely a maybe uh, pile, especially considering like what has happened with that division and you look at around it like, or U.S. women's, and you look at like she's one of the few bright spots we got. Right. Yeah. Um, John Moxley, absolutely. I would vote yep. for him. Yep. He is, he'd be, he's a lot for me. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. I'm going to go no. I'd put them that. in the Goldberg maybe, pal. Uh, Paul Ordorf, yes, I would go with. Okay. Uh, I don't have an Rand- answer on, on Orndorff because, you know, I don't watch 80s wrestling like that. Randy Orton. I'm in the, I'm in the maybe on that. He's in, my, yes put, he's in my vote for him eventually, but not right now. Seth Rollins, he is a no for me. I'd vote for him eventually, but not right now. CM Punk. I've been thinking about this for a while. I voted for him. I, w- I would have voted for him each of the last two years. Actually, every single previous year. And this is hard. This is hard, man. I feel like I got I to gotta ding him this year. You would have voted for him for all... How many years have you been on the ballot? Uh, he's been on the ballot for a while, actually. Five years, six years. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of the exact number of okay. years. All right. Well, I would. I'd vote for him. I'd vote for him. I would have voted for him last year. Um, I, I would have voted for him last year, and I think just the if it was just the press conference and the fight, I would have still voted for him. I think when we're talking about like positive historical significance, like I feel like getting fired. From like the only real alternative, like after more fighting, after being this cancer, like this stuff has to be accounted for at least once. Um, and yeah, I, I just I would not feel good about like calling him a, a positive historical contributor. Um, 
I would positive historical I would pipe bomb don't happen AEW never happens so like I, like I, you say he's a, he's he's tried to fuck it up or whatever else like two years or four years down the line but it never even gets to year one of not for him being with either so I, for me that doesn't change like how I feel like you can say he's an asshole or everyone I mean he was an asshole a decade ago too um so yeah I I'd vote him in and like there are plenty of people. Uh, that have done a lot worse in an Observer Hall of Fame than didn't uh, try to fight somebody and try to fight a booker. So, or, or whatever, try to put hands on a booker. So, yeah. yeah. Or get some backroom fights. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, What else we got? Roman Reigns. Mm. He was a no for me. Um, And that was before I read that, uh, <laughs> before I read the article. Who wrote that, by the way? Case Lowe. So, Same guy yeah. that wrote the Young Bucks column. Yeah, so Kay, so uh is it Case or Casey? Case Lowe. Okay, so Case he uh Case Lowe, he uh he wrote this Roman Reigns is not uh, an observer Hall of Famer right now, and um a lot of the stuff is things that I was like, Yeah, that's the reason why I wouldn't vote for him. Uh there are some things that I think are um a bit unfair to him. I uh to Roman Reigns in his regard to like pulling up the match you know, his WrestleMania things, whatever. It's like, bro, do you want to do that with Hulk Hogan? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like that. That's not, that, that doesn't make a observer hall of famer, whether or not like you, you, the biggest show of the year, you had these great things and you know, whatever it is, what it is. But that was a strike against him in his, in his eyes. But like, for me, it's just like, if you're, if you're going to vote for him to be in based off the strip of his last two years or since 2021 or whatever else. Okay. But don't you have to look at like what he was and when they were fucking him up left and right from 2014 to 2020? People aren't people aren't doing that. They're just saying like, well, he's he he's the biggest thing in the promotion. He's here know, now. He's, actually, he's the biggest thing now over the last two years. Like, cool. What about la- what about those first seven years when it wasn't even his fault? It was Vince McMahon fucking him up left and right. So it's like, all right, what do you got? To, so you know, what do you got to show for it? In, like, as far as the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, not pro wrestling, you know, not not you know, Cauliflower Alley, the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Like you Yo. look, you go through their year by year voting for Flair Thez, for mo- most outstanding, for uh, best few, for best on interviews, for most charismatic. You can end up in a. I'm sorry, in Wrestling Observer's eyes, you can almost tell the story of pro wrestling this decade without him aside from the shield stuff shield stuff included yeah you have to talk about him outside of that you don't and you can't say that about moxley you can't say that about about even rollins yeah i think with with roman like um and one thing to look at is the flair thez award shares yep. which i think tells a huge story which basically accounts you- for top top 10 finishes yep. Yep. uh in, in however many years that, that you have to do do it Roman Reigns is number forty nine all time. Do you know who's comes... around in that when you talk about that? Like who? who I sure you can, do. Give, you can give an example so people understand like exactly what we're talking about as far as a non entity in the in these awards. Okay, so the the people people that he's around um, when it comes to number in in the forties here. Yeah. Bob Sapp. And this is all time. Yeah. Or whatever. This is yeah. this is not just this decade or whatever, right? Shingo Takagi, someone who's not in the Observer Hall of Fame. A person who literally was in 
Dragon Gate until, you know, three, four years ago, five years ago. Brock Lesnar is uh, number 46. Yuji Nagata, number 45. And I think if you compare these people's pushes, I think Roman Reigns being number 49 all the time is shambolic in that sense. Um, and we're talking about the, the 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 very top of this thing is like you're talking about Ric Flair, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kenta Kabashi, Kazushi Okada, uh, Mr. Almasawa, Kenny Omega, John Cena, Keiji Muto, Where's Omega? Steve Austin. Is he coming up soon? Kenny Omega's number seven on yeah. the list. Yeah. Um, or excuse me. Every higher. yeah, he's actually number six, but the the way it's listed here. Is yeah. like it starts on the second cell. So I, no, uh, Roman okay. is actually number forty-eight. Excuse me. Okay. Now I remember looking at that uh, sometime last year, because um, we were talking about like you know, I think it's, it was because it made me think because last year we were doing we were talking about Okada. Okada got in last year, two years ago. Last year, last actually two thousand twenty-one. He got in. Yeah, yeah. So, um. So it was two years ago, I looked at it for the first time, the award share stuff, because I was like, I was, you know, I'm always big into like looking at award share stuff for like Barry, so you, people get a proper understanding of how fucking cold Barry Bonds was or how cold like Michael Jordan LeBron was like in Kareem. Um, I will look at like MVP award share. So you can get an idea of like, it's not just that these people won this award, you know, four times or five times or six times or, or whatever else. Is that they like, not only did they win it a certain number of times, is that like they finished top three, top four, top five, top six, half a decade. Like that's shows you the kind of dominance people have on display. So, um, like so for me, like when people talk, you know, want to talk them stuff about like you know Steph may have may you know the same number of rings as as LeBron. I'm like, cool, bro. Like how many top five finished Steph got in MVP? How many? Oh, LeBron's finished top two more times and Steph's ever finished top 10? What, what do we, are you, you're, you're doing the, you're doing the funny goofy thing. Okay. I get it. I get it. This, this ain't actual conversation we're actually having. Like let alone the part where it's like seeing him play in the finals all the times when the time when Steph was actually better than him in the final, whatever. So, um, that was the thing that like, I was looking at, like, I remember, uh, saying to you, it's like, we were talking about the MVP award share back then. I was like, bro, like, this is the reason why, like, I, I, I say, like, I think Okada is like, I think he's going to be the greatest ever or, or Omega is like one of the greatest ever is like, look at their award share. And they've only, you know, especially someone like Omega, like he only really got on here in like 2016. Right. Right. And it's like, he just bro, started like, like, yeah, started top five, top five, two, three, one, one, two, three. Like, that. right. And think of, and think of the air he's in when there's a Bushi around and Naito around and Ishii around and Chingo comes in, um, at certain points. So Osprey comes, comes on. Like, there's a really talented fucking era. And for, for, you know, someone like Moxley, uh, to come out of WWE and someone like Omega, like to come out of, uh, DDT, go to New Japan and start doing this. It's like, it's really impressive that it kind of like, and also Shingo, Shingo just comes out of you know comes into the, it comes from where they were, hops to the into the environment and just thrives in a way at a high level compared to the rest of the world. It's like this should be appreciated over the, the short amount of time that they've been here compared to someone like a Tanahashi, someone like a Naito, someone like an Okada, even even given the age. Like it's, it's really impressive. There's like they've already like 
You know, and like they're the, the Roman... like they are like the Giannis's and the Jokic's. If you know, if you don't think they've been in the game long enough, they're not old money yet. It's like no, they're already like top twenty five, top twenty ever. You just don't right. really recognize that because like you don't like the way they wrestle because they don't like, wrestle like Ric Flair or Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart. Like for Shingo Takagi to essentially come on to the radar and a serious flair at this candidate in 2019 and already be above Roman Reigns all time. Right. While Roman Reigns has been the top guy in WWE essentially since 2015. Like, I think that says like, yeah, that's a, that tells a big story, especially when John Mox is number 27 above right. the rock. Right now, especially now, now look, um, going through all this, there is absolutely. And, um, I'm not disagreeing with this because there, there is some to this. There are, like, you look at those awards or whatever else, there is a great degree of people hating his push and wanting to end the awards, reflect their disgust for his push, right? Um, I'm not going to disagree with any of that because it's there. However, when you go through the year-by-year stuff, when we were watching the main roster every single week covering on this show, every single week up until, like, 2019, so it ain't like we've missed... You know, we, we, we just fell off and never watched any of this. Like, we were there watching this stuff, you know, from the time he got the, the, the rocket strap to him and then in that rumble to, you know, his comeback for WrestleMania 35. We saw all of that week to week. And you compare that to New Japan, or you compare that to from Russell Kingdom 9 to Kenny Omega leaving uh, in New Japan and starting AEW. Um, all of that stuff, it's like, okay, so you mean, it t- so I was there for all that stuff, and we saw all the NXT TakeOver stuff. We didn't, we're not even going to get into what was happening in Joshi. We're not going to get into what happened in Ring of Honor. We're not going to get into what happened in WXW. We're not going to ha- get into what happened in Mexico. You go through those year-by-year votes, and you say, what were the best 10 to 5 matches of, of 2015 through 2019 or 20? How many of the matches are you going to say, honestly, were Roman Reigns matches? You would say, okay, uh, let's go to 14 to give you even fair. So you would say some of those Shield, uh, a couple of those Shield Wyatt matches. Okay, cool. The first Brock Lesnar Roman match for WrestleMania 30, 31. Cool. What else would you say in a particular year would be, uh, you want to say, um, Maybe the, the you tri- give him an AJ Styles match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, one of those. Uh, the Roman, or sorry, the uh, the triple but threat match. But even then, that's just that's it's a four and a half star match. But, but, and I look, but I'm, but I'm just saying, look, like, there's a lot of four and a half star matches like around the r- world, right? Like, right. <laughs> four and a half star matches like it's like a fringe match of the month contender. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, but if you say okay, throw out uh, we we cut off at 2020, but let's say at 2021. Oh, the the last Brian Daniels, the last da- uh, Daniel Bryan Roman match, the triple threat match for WrestleMania. They'll, they'll tack those on, even though we're, we're out of, outside that criteria we've been talking about. Okay, none of some of the, a couple of those matches might should be, uh, should be top ten for the year for for the year in the world, if you want to say that, right? Or, or at least in honorable mention. None of them shits is top five best matches in, in a particular year worldwide. Then you go through, all right. What are his best feuds in his career? Okay, Strowman, uh, the on and off stuff with uh, with Brock, the on and off stuff stuff with Rollins, Shield versus Wyatt. They only lasted for like three fucking weeks because they decided they wanted to have them uh, beat the hell out of uh, out of, out of Kane and in the New Age Outlaws instead of having that fucking match at WrestleMania 30. Dumbasses. Um, 
Um, and there's something I'm missing. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Legit, our actual one. Like, in my, oh, AJ Styles, right? Let's say AJ. Let's say AJ. Throw that on there, right? And that was only two show. That was only two matches, I believe. So, all right. You want to compare that to like the best that we saw around the world? Like, like he was wrestling. He was wrestling Samoa. He was wrestling Samoa Joe in the summer 2018. And then he had the match with uh with the four away with Strowman and Joe and Lesnar. All right, you want to compare that to stuff like in 2018, like you know. <laughs> Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada. Do you want to compare? Oh do you want to compare that to stuff like Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito? You know what I'm saying? Do you want to compare that to any of the stuff you saw in in the uh, B Block 2018 G1? Ibushi, Omega versus Ibushi. Right, right. It's like nah, man. These things don't compare. And, and oh, oh, baby, oh, yeah. oh, move back. Do you want to compare this? And you say you, we're all you talking about this fucking Japanese wrestling, James? Okay. Do you want to compare it to Johnny Gargano versus uh, Andrade Cien Almas or Johnny Gargano versus uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa from 2018? Not allowed, James. Do, that's, do you, that's that. That's that. That's that NXT wrestling. Yeah. Like, do you want to talk about any of the things Ricochet was doing in 2018? You're like, well, well, that don't that don't count. It's the same fucking promotion. It's not even like we're not even talking about like a different country or a different style. We're talking about WWE versus WWE. So, so like, and you can do that literally year to year to year in Roman's career for the first from 2015 or 14 through 2020 until he came back uh, at well, SummerSlam 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can do that whole thing. So it's like, cool. Hey, I, if you, I think like, we should mention this. Yeah. It's not that we're being unnecessarily hard on Roman. That We have these questions about Roman Reigns that we wouldn't, that we have for other people because i don't feel like all, all all people's cases aren't the same right so i feel like reigns presents like when you look at him it's like all right if you were pushed this hard right if you were pushed this like uh basically they would not like change from the plan anything i better be getting some out of this like as a fan what what do i get out of this like what what do we see like all right yeah y'all y'all just like the amount of WrestleMania main events, like I don't care. They pick people for that shit. Like, <laughs> like, like, like. What does your resume say? Like, what does your performance say? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. And, it, and I'm trying to be fair to him. Is like, Lord, they set him up for tele L's all throughout that whole seven year run. But the production is the production slash like uh, the quality is is what it is. Like, understand that they set him for these L's. Therefore, I don't. I'm not holding it against him when I'm not voting for him. This is Vince McMahon's fucking fault for fucking this guy up. Like, don't don't get it twisted or misconstrued. Like, I, my he's not an observer Hall of Famer. It has nothing that has little to do with Roman Reigns, Joe Anoa'i. It has to do with Vince and Kenny McMahon fucking this guy up all them years. So, like, I, I'm just I'm just looking at him like, oh, bro. The promos, the stuff they had to do at the beginning to fuck them up. The part where they brought Daniel Bryan back, fucked them up. Uh, the part where they moved, uh, they were about to make um, Cena and Dang, or sorry, and Bryan the the the, uh, the mid card champions or the tertiary champions, whatever you call them, so he could be the top guy or whatever else. Like all of that stuff, like a year injury, too early, right? All that injury stuff, and then there's also like another part when they talk about like he's a super his superstar status, like all right. Let's go back to when John Cena basically more or less hung it up in 2018, and you want to go into your and you want to go into your Google search history, all right? 
um, and go through that and, and check the popularity of WWE from 2018 when John Cena hung that shit the fuck up until like the last two years. It went fucking down. He was the guy on top. That's Vince's fault, but like that doesn't mean I because he fucked because Vince fucked up. I'm going to make him an observer Hall of Famer. It's a different criteria. It's not a, it's not a WWE Hall of Fame. It's not a pro wrestling Hall of Fame. It's a nerds dork analytics Hall of Fame historian Hall of Fame. Like Sting took forever for Sting to get in. Luger ain't in. Kind of the same problem. Guys that look like guys that look in and it can be carried and tr- and can be superstars to a generation of people that like don't know no better necessarily or have a short reference of what they're looking at, but like over and over, people around them fuck them up. I don't hold it against seeing this thing wasn't observed Hall of Fame for years when he should have been because you know Hogan said that's not gonna work for me, brother, and motherfucker fucked the finish over a tan. No, they <laughs> fucked it up. You know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. There's plenty of guys, like, Roman's not the first guy, and won't be the last guy that gets looked at and says, we're pushing this guy no matter what, and then it doesn't work the way they expect it to. It finally did, thank God. But what we've gotten has been these last two years, two years and change, but doesn't mean that, like, these years before never happened. They did. They fucking count, too. They count, and I, I think it's... I think it's quite lazy to hand wave it and say he's the biggest guy in the business right now. I'm like, all right. Like, you know, like, what if this shit, like, stops working? Like, <laughs> like, like, what if people decide they, they, they open their eyes one day, James, and they realize, hey, man, just like at SummerSlam this year, like, that shit ain't work. Like, like, the, the money's the money. Like the Jay shit? Yeah, the yeah. Jay Uso shit. That's, I'm another, like, yeah. that's another part about it is, like, they talk about, like, well, look how well they've done the last, you know, year and change. Like, yeah, because he's been presented as a top guy for so long. And then two fucking guys that were gigantic heroes came on the scene to feel like they could topple the guy, and people were interested in seeing him being toppled. That's how pro wrestling has always worked. And normally those guys get the belt and then you run with them for a certain <laughs> amount of time. They didn't do none of that. This is how this is worse than Hollywood Hogan. At least Hogan lost the shit. Like, well, sure what the fuck? Time. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, my, 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 my point for sure is like, Roman got this shit to a certain level. There was people that were actual threats. People saw as could be threats to actually do it, like whether it was Sammy or Cody, and it took the fuck off. That's a that's a that will be. I would say that is a uh, that is a feather in the cap to Roman Reigns that like he could be presented at this level and people buy him to where like they want to see him get beat so badly they're Man. willing to invest in that, right? But once you beat the once you beat the challengers. It goes right back down into the shits, and then you get it with the Jay Uso shit, and now Jay's not even on the same, not even on the same fucking shelf. So like, you Man. gotta be so like, there's there's credit to be given to Roman for this last year and a half, absolutely. Like I'm still, but, he, the, but I'm like, not gonna I'm not pretend saying, that he's John fucking Cena. I'm not like, doing it. Like I'm not saying I'm committed to voting no forever. On same, him, right? Same, like. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. I think it would take an act of God for me to vote for Seth Rollins, right? But and I personally think, and I've said this to you, I think Seth's case is a lot better than Roman's, mm-hmm. a lot better because the three criteria is normally like is influence on the business and uh and the wrestlers, work rate, and then program slash talking all the other stuff. And it's like you historically Roman or Seth has the better matches consistently has the better matches more memorable matches and he has the better fuse historically so i'm like 
I understand that one was pushed at the t- as a as to be the A guy, and one one was going to be like the Roman is Cena is meant to be Cena, and Seth is meant to be Orton. But it's like, what is, this is like if Orton was actually like gave a fucking was good all the goddamn time to a certain level, <laughs> and, you know. So it's like I I look at I look at Seth and like I understand he's corny, he's a dork. And, he's, and a lot of people do not like him behind the scenes, and they got a whole they, they established guy, so he's got to carry the torch for him or whatever else, or, or not talk bad on him or whatever else. It is what it is. But, like, the dude has a body of work that is impressive for a WWE in ring talent. Is he is he Shawn Michaels? Fuck no. Is he Bret Hart? Fuck no. Is he Johnny Gargano? Fuck no. Is he, is he Gunther Walter? Fuck no. Nah, I'm not saying that. But, like, you look at his decade; it it's it's pretty impressive, given you know what the contemporary, what the actual top cream of the crop is in ring in WWE historically is. He is one of the best ever. Does he have match of year contenders? No, but he keeps going out there and clock and keeps giving you those three to three quarters to three to four and a quarter, like clockwork, barring something stupid, really stupid happening to stop him from doing able doing it. So yeah, I I I would I would vote for I'd be more likely to vote for him than than, than Roman at this point. But they're not notes forever for me. Something can change. Yeah, I, I would be willing to review Roman in the future, depending on how this all ends up. Like with this huge title reign, we can we can look back at it and, and historically contextualize it. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's still making his case personally. Yeah. Like, and I know people will be like, start cr- grabbing their uh, pearls and think we're insane and yeah. everything. But nah, man, like there was a lot of failure that happened on yeah. that guy's watch. Yeah. Also. And, I don't. Okay, I don't think we should just wash it away, right? <laughs> at right. the first sign of like, oh, we can throw our pom poms now, right? Like, like he, <laughs> like he's kind of like the first round draft pick that is basically showed up on a different team, and now he's playing like a pro bowler. And it's like, yeah. there was we supposed to just pretend like the, the first few years there was, didn't didn't happen, right? He's like, come on now, those happen. Um, so also another part about the uh, the Jesslo column, the part that I thought was um unfair to him in, in the wrong way like he was talking about like the influence on the business and saying like if this blood like the bloodline shit is not a good influence because look it was happening to my precious AEW and AEW is now going the way of this, the storytelling MJF Adam Cole soap opera of bromance and the whodunit thing and I'm like that's not a good point for you seeing that that's their highest rated segments now I know you don't like it. I don't like it. However, it's doing the best business for them. So to say that like it's a negative, while it's actually, in fact, financially a positive for them, actually is like you're 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 too caught in the trees to get off your spew and venom about Roman Reigns. Sorry, but I, there were parts that I was like, "Yep," and other parts were like, "No," in that column. And that one was like, "Nah, man, you going to you you like you should have let that whole two paragraphs out or three paragraphs, whatever it was, out." Got Trish Stratus. Uh, no, um, yeah. <laughs> and Rick and Scott Steiner as a tag team, I'd be willing to consider it. All those tag, most of those tag teams, I would actually consider it as tag teams, like the Scott, like the Nash and Hall, the um, them. There was what was the other team, the Hardys. Hardys. I would, I would, I would consider them. Um, you know, but like maybe it's the thing where like I'm not judging them as a tag team act compared to the way that I, the standard I judge singles acts. And that, I don't know mm. if that's unfair or not. I don't know what historical legacy is uh, for for Hall of Fame tag teams in uh, in the Observer newsletter to be good, like. I think I'll I compare, just be like, safe. Not everybody's going to be holding the army. Year. Not everybody's going to be like, you know, Manami Tuna and Toshi Yamada, right? 
Um, so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna stay safe and just and just vote for the Bucks this year and worry about the other tag teams another time. Uh, uh, that's what with, I with do. my with my non-existent vote. Right, um, right. <laughs> Japan has a three-vote maximum here, so the candidates are the Beauty Pair. Uh, Shima, Satoshi Kojima, and Tenzan as a tag team. Uh, Yoshiaki, Fujiwara, uh, Hayabusa, Antonio Noki, and Seki Sekiguchi, Tomohiro Ishii, Mako Satomura, Shingo uh, Takagi, and Manami Toyota, and Toshio Yamada as a tag team. No, I think I'm going with uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Shingo Takagi, and Shima. I... I don't know how to vote on that one, because I'm favoring the tag teams more as far as historical. Noki is on as a tag, right? Right. Nithmang. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I have a hard time not voting for Beauty Pier immediately, just because of you know um, historical significance and also the amount of bust they put in seats. Um, So that you know, but like. I can't tell you how good like uh, Maki Ueda or, or Jackie Sato were as wrestlers. I can't tell you. Can't speak on it. Um, but like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, and that one's gonna be tough because like three is that's that's really hard to. to that's gonna that's gonna be a lot of people. That's tough. Um, that, yeah, that's like, real tough. Like they let Naito in now, and it's almost like, all right, let's. I think it's gonna be a couple years before some new like people get on yeah so it's like this is the time tomohiro ishii try to run to the podium run, run to the podium what is his percentage like last year i think he was in the 40s if i'm not really mistaken. i'll have to look that sounds um, more optimistic than i was expecting yeah i, I was expecting something like he's in the 30s or something like that um, um okay yeah i, I I'll just go with shima uh i'll, I'll say why and mm-hmm. I, I think when we talk about influence yep um I I find it hard to point to many more um, influential guys and historically significant guys than Shima with all the people that he's kind of, um, you know, influenced in his career and like the the style and the, the trios. And basically, like, I think when we talk about people's styles winning, like <laughs> you got to got to name Shima there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with. Uh, Ishii and Shingo, they're two of the weirdest wrestlers in ring forms ever seen yeah, in my life. Just, like, just, just, yeah. just like when we, when Dave says when someone is so strong in one category, it's overwhelming. These guys are the walking definitions of it. Yeah, like, yeah, you know that's like I, you know, I've said this to you before. I think I think Ishii might be the greatest mid card in ring form ever. Like, it's not a person that gets main events. This person is go, so you got 13, 12, 10 minutes to go out there and. He's giving you some of the greatest matches you've ever seen in ten minutes or, or fifteen sub to fifteen minutes. Yeah, so there's um there's some other categories, but that that was pretty much um you know the like yeah, there's not, also look, I'm not gonna pretend to know what the fuck's going on yeah. in the UK. Not finna yeah, or Mexico. Or Mexico. I, I don't really know too much nope. uh, on that side. So nope. If um, I know their name, they should be up. Uh, they should be on. That's kind of how it goes. If I know their name, they should be in. Uh, there's a non. What you mean, Blue Panther ain't in? <laughs> Run it up! What the fuck is Negro Casas? Like, <laughs> I better see one, two, three, and all four of Vianos in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. What do you mean Conan ain't there? <laughs> you want to talk about a draw? What about K Dog? <laughs> Influence? That motherfucker said, hey, that little kid over there, put him in. <laughs> that kid's gonna be Ray Mysterio Jr. <laughs> That's influence. You know, he changed the whole trajectory of the sport. You know, Mil Mascaris. He he got to be in there. He'd be like, the fuck? like, bro. He'd be like, hey, Conan is a branch rookie for size in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh man. Oh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up here. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's great. This, this segment turned out so much better than I was expecting it. It really did. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, there's a there's a lot uh, else to get to. Um, so uh, yesterday, actually, uh, big happy birthday goes out to Kenny Omega. Turned forty years old yesterday. Oh, wow. um, so. I I became so that's uh, that's the real reason why we didn't do the show. You was out there celebrating. Oh man, I, I celebrating from from asleep. You know, I was <laughs> I was out of there, but uh, uh, yeah, Kenny Omega turned forty years old yesterday. Um, this is like, um, I I I was basically saying, uh, Kenny Omega became my favorite wrestler in between the semifinals of the 2016 G1 and the finals and when you think about other wrestlers that you know uh, around their their age 40 year um, like you're talking about people like Ric Flair in 89 um, (laughs) there was uh, AJ Styles I think uh, about five years ago Mm -hmm. uh, what was was in his age 40 year Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, was that around like 2017 Mm-hmm. I want to say Bret Hart, nineteen ninety seven, Brew Haven. That's a good one. Um, and it's like, all right, we've seen enough of their career to really get like, you know, a picture of who this wrestler was. And I don't know exactly what it'll be after they turn forty, mm-hmm. but my fucking god, like, can we like just appreciate what the hell this guy has given to us? Like, it it's been about a, uh, you know, I started watching New Japan. Russell Kingdom 9, as James, you know, brought up earlier. Uh, and that was the first time I ever watched Kenny Omega. And he was he was a junior. He was a junior heavyweight champion um, taking on, I believe it was Taguchi. And I was like, yo, they move so fast. Like, it, like I thought, like, you know, the athleticism and the, the change of direction and everything like that. I was like, I'm going to keep my eye on that on that Kenny Omega guy because he's, like, got – like, I had heard, like, some of the stuff, like, with, with Talk is Jericho where, when they were talking about him. And, right, um, and I was, that was like, yo, it was crazy. Raw. We were talking, you know, because that was we we're talking about the one with uh Neville and uh Sami Zayn, right? Yeah, yeah, and they were talking about like there's this guy that wrestled a blow up doll, and they're trying to like, oh, that's fucking Kota, and you find it years later, like, oh, that's a Bushi, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I just saw him have a match with Nakamura, I didn't realize that was him. Okay, no right. wonder he's incredible, he can wrestle a blow up doll and have a great match, right? Um. So like when I, you know, I, I from there I started following him. Oh, and Megan like, started with the nine-year-old kid. Yep, can't forget that. Um, <laughs> I think that match. I don't know if I've like ever like given my like full thoughts on that. Why not now? Um, I, I think you it is, me, but not on air. I think 
like I think that it is one of the most quintessential demonstrations of like what pro wrestling is. It's like danger. Like look it looks like some some danger is about to happen. You're one you're wondering like what is this? And then ultimately like you're protecting the opponent. There's an element of drama to it. There's a element of something you can't believe happening. And then there's like just this uh great comedy. It, too. Is, is it something you can't turn away from? Like every time it comes up on my my feed somewhere, it's a three minute video. I watch it every time. And um, it's just awesome. And then, you know, from there, just, uh, you know, I I was fortunate to, you know, be watching the G1 live as all this stuff was happening and uh, remember when the G1 and then, uh, of course, you know, the the feud with Okada and it was just like just one of the most defining wrestlers like uh, of my of my lifetime uh, is this guy. And it's it's amazing kind of the. the level that he is he has gone from unappreciated to I think appreciated to a certain level, and then there's like there's always something weird with him, like where people just like just don't like him somewhere. But like everything this guy does, like in these interviews, this guy comes off as like the most humble kind of guy. Like I I think he worked a lot of people earlier in his career, like with the, with the stuff where and the he thing was, he was actually a dick, he was actually a heel. Yes. Yeah. Like like where he was like, Yeah, man, uh, all you dudes in Orlando need to fucking take notes. Like, you know, like all that stuff he used to say, like after those G one press conferences, the backstage where they got all the beer lined up that he was not drinking. Um <laughs> Oh, by the way, that's a that's a pearl beer. Yeah. Nasty. 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 Really? I, I when I so for New Year's when I was in Japan, like I got it I got a uh what do you call it? A strong zero. Uh-huh. I got two strong zeros, and I also got a Sapporo. I tried that Sapporo. I was like, nah, this this, this ain't for me. Not it. This ain't for me. To the Zima. I'm, I'm sure it's for. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even see the Zima. Like I bet it. Like I was like, I'm sure it's for somebody because it's damn sure popular. But it ain't for me. Um, but the strong zero, I was looking into actually uh like trying to order some of that because they they you they do ship it over here or nice. whatever. But uh, I was thinking that for FOH. But you know, I think FOH my drink is going to be uh some Jack and Pepsi. I think that's what's mm. going to be my my uh, for for this year. But yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> back to what you were saying. With um, nasty beer in Omega. But yeah, like like the beer was sitting there, and it, you know he was working these people, and then like a lot of people like held on to that stuff. Like, Donovan Dickhead, just, that was another one. Yeah, like yeah. he, you know, and is he one hundred percent innocent in that stuff? No, because no. like obviously no. this guy is like no. phenomenal wrestler. He's gonna toot his own horn a little bit, but like when we're talking about like. This man being harassed at random during these WWE pay per views on Twitter uh, by people. A lot of that stuff has stopped kind of now, but there mm-hmm. was like a just a just a period they just treat this guy crazy. Of course, the the Cornet Army that has yep. always uh, chastised him, and you know, and the homophobes, the homophobes, the 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 pure elitists, the the people that were were yeah. upset that he yeah. that he jumped jumped the line um, in New the Japan. The Naito fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just like I think this guy has had just one of the most phenomenal careers, and a lot of this stuff like popped off like a little bit later than you know you would like. This is largely like a seven-year period between his age thirty-three year and now he's turning forty, and it's just mm-hmm. like it's a testament, I think, to someone like um, like for example, 
like Swerve's around that age now. Swerve's yeah. like 33 years old. Yeah. And then it's like, imagine what his next seven years look like. Right. Like, and then, you know, Kenny, well, back to him. Okay. I would say what's actually interesting, more interesting is like, think of like what we saw, uh, you know, think of what I thought of Swerve in 2019 when I first saw him. Mm-hmm. And think of, you know, him going through NXT and then where he's at now. And it's like, my opinion of him as far as his level of working ability and like in the ring has not changed. I've thought the things that he's doing in the ring is the things I thought he could, he was able to do and was actually capable of in 2019. Now imagine mm-hmm. if you're Kenny Omega and you're wrestling them, Ken, them Kota Bushi match in, in Shinkiba first ring in early in early 2010s and shit, and you're out here taking Hurricane Ronald off the top rope to the fucking mat on the floor, right? And you finally get your shot in 2016 to go run it, and then you go out there and you reel this off. It's like I don't give a damn how humble he comes off on screen. That's a dude that has to be aware of or confident in his abilities to uh and to be like, yeah, this is happening. I'm glad it's finally happening. I was this good X number of years ago. My body wasn't as broken up as it is now. I've had to come up with all these different ways to make work around. Like when you talk about that story about like when Okada dropped on him with that drop kick and now he had the vertical. Yeah. He's at vertical ever since then until you That's know crazy. the recent time off. It's like you mean tell me he's had uh by my uh, you know, the two best matches I've ever seen in my life with fucking vertigo? What? <laughs> Like, I, 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 I can say nothing else. But the guy's a cyborg, right. you know. Aside from that, you oh, know. I'm sorry. Cut- I, I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot the 2017 G1 final. The three best matches I've ever seen in my life were all Kenny Omega involved in them. <laughs> it's um. <laughs> all of Vertigo. <laughs> Vertigo, Kenny. Yeah. You know. Imagine if he didn't have Vertigo. Right. Oh fuck. Um. But. Yeah, man. Just like um, you know, seeing that that seven year period in his career now, and it's and it's pretty interesting now. Like the guy still um goes out there this year. I think he's got like in the Wrestling Observer newsletter, he's got at least like five or six over five five star or above matches this year or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, man. Like this, like. <laughs> And, and people always want more from this guy. He, they always want more. And one day he's going to reach back. Why can't you wrestle every week? One day he, he's going to reach back and it's not going to be there. But today is not that day. Is the schedule going to be cut down a little bit? Yeah. It started it, it, it kind of already down. has. Yeah. Like the, the schedule is cut down. But damn. Like this nigga gave. Look at the work this nigga's given us. Right. And if you can. And look. It's, like, it's almost like when we talk about like, uh, you know. Like, when we talk about, like, Chris Paul or LeBron, he's like, damn, bro, you know, they minutes, they only playing, like, 31 minutes a game now or whatever else. Or more particularly, Chris. It's like, yeah, but do you remember when he was playing 33? Do you remember when he was playing 36? How ridiculous that we Like, I understand. They're old. Like, time comes for everyone. Time comes for everyone. Still appreciate the part where, like, this person can't really do, they can't really <laughs> work with that, that workload that he used to. But, like, in limited time, he can still be about, like, 95% facsimile of what he was when he was incredible. And he's st- and that's still incredible. So, like, appreciate that before it's all gone and zapped. Yeah. So, big happy birthday uh, goes out to Big Kenny, uh, <laughs> you know, 40. And, uh, you know, him and Ibushi, both 40 now. Uh, Tessio Naito turned 40 earlier this year. Uh like these are the guys like that that defined like this last like Okada's thirty five I think now or thirty six he's yeah. about to be 
Um, Danielson, 42. Uh, and, and like, these are the, you know, and, and I got to say, I'm not necessarily embracing the early 30s wrestler as many of them right now, right? So, you know, like, people talk, like, there, there are guys that I, I like that I think are right. great. Like you know, there's there's three in particular I'm thinking of that I like. You know, is Hangman Swerve and uh, and Osprey, right? Mm-hmm. After that is like, yo, I'd like to see some more people get in this class that can basically basically become the new guys that are gonna basically dominate their 30s. Essentially, How old I think he's 35, maybe okay. 36. Okay. Um, and you know, just, just appreciate these guys because like. You know, it, whether it's age, injury, whatever, uh, the Bucks are getting older like yep. that. I think Matt Jackson's 38, if I'm not mistaken. So okay. it's like, you know, FTR, uh, those guys are, I think, around 37, 38. So these dudes have put in a lot of years, like, doing this shit. And, like, it's just amazing. Like, honestly, the, some of the stuff they've done. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate them. And, um, yeah, you know, get let, let's – Let's let's move the game forward, but also pre- acknowledge the the game that that that, that the, the right. tape that these niggas got. Right, like this, we talk like, we, we talk about this all the time. Like you know, there are people. Takesta like, is another guy I like. Yeah, yeah, but he's younger than even them. Yeah. Um but like we we talked about like you know we talk about our favorite you know now that we're older than the, than the NBA superstars, the average NBA superstar. Like, we talk about, like, all right, now that we, you know, it's different than, like, the thing of you're looking up to these people as far as, like, you know, motivation for whatever in life. Like, you know, if you're a football player, if you're a basketball player in high school or else, you like, you kind of find these people to be, like, motivational, you know, driving factors in your life to where, like, now it's, like, you're you're past that stage of your life and you're just here, here for entertainment and stuff. And it's, like, yeah, man, like, you know, it's, it's different. It's different now that, like, you know, these people are... You know the people that we're you know that are like the old guard are like you know they're they're wrapping up and you're looking for like the new thing and it's like it's going to be different it's going to be different but different ain't exactly doesn't necessarily mean worse or 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 anything it just means different and um like you mentioned like I think for me luckily like I don't know where I'd be without Joshi bro I I mm-hmm. as far as like you know the same people you mentioned the same people I enjoy but like. If if there weren't like Utami's and Shuri's and and Tams and Mayu's and Julia's around and Nazumi and everything, I'd be like, I, I, I don't really have that kind of attachment. Whereas like emotional attachment that I used to have to these guys, obviously like you know I you know I've that whole run was like it just changed my mind of what I thought wrestling could even be. Um, from when I you know got when we got back into it in two thousand eleven, roughly, and I appreciate it so much for that. But like it's like time comes for everybody, and it's like. So what's going to keep me and it's like, I just found, I just landed into the Joshi thing. And it's like, this is what's going to keep me in, you know, kind of help subsidize some of my stuff when like, there's going to be less men wrestlers that I like because like, I'm too old for some of this stupid shit. So, um, yeah, I, I just, just try to figure out how to keep this show going and how to keep like, you know, us talking about wrestling going like, as far as like going to the future. Cause like, you know, you talked about the last year with the title scenes, the men's title scenes worldwide, and it's like, and then you showed me that uh, that cage match thing of everyone's yeah. match guys from like Sonata and then Roman and then uh, MJF, and it's like, yeah, I mean, and even a match that like are you know have the highest grades on the things are matches that like we don't we don't necessarily fuck with the way that like other fans do. 
So it's like, they're doing well, obviously, some of them. But, like, they're not doing what I wanted to do necessarily. And, like, at this point, with this stage, you get as much wrestling around, as much content around. It's like, you know, it's selfish to be like, what are you going to do for me personally? But it's like, can you can you do more things for that I would enjoy? You know? <laughs> can you do something for me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, Man, do you want to review this title Tuesday? Oh, there's one more thing we got to definitely talk about. Um, there's a match that's announced for next week. Oh, okay. Mystico versus Rocky Romero. Eye-raising for a couple of reasons. One, what well, the fuck is Mystico doing in, in, in all elite wrestling? Two, CMLL and AEW are making joint statements about each other online. Three, Conan, what the fuck is going on? Have you been kicked to the curb, my brother? Have you been told to get your box, my brother? Have you been given your walking papers, my brother? Where? What's going on? I mean, what does this mean for people like Vikingo? Right. That shows up, you know, had one of the best matches in the AEW this year with Omega. I, look, if you see K, you like, hey, like... I th- I think you gotta you know you gotta make sure you gotta wait till Vikingo shows up to the building and you gotta steal his passport oh, and you gotta say man. you're not leaving. <laughs> we 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 going straight to human trafficking, huh? All right, damn. There's a contract waiting for you for the second you can get out. Come here, um, but um. Uh, Mystical and Rocky Romero, they sell tons of tickets to this thing. Um, in in the walk up, like uh, there's yeah. they're doing pretty well, and this this match yeah. is gonna air on Rampage. Uh, it also should be noted that like since AEW has gone back to moving the prices back down to where they were before, like they're moving tickets a lot better of late. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they played a, a nice video package explaining you know about Mystico and this this these guys have been going at it in CMLL pretty much all year. We're going to have a title match. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to definitely check out Rampage next week. Rocky never has bad matches in AEW. His matches are always good. And he's been great in CMLL. Um, and, you know, look at this guy. This guy is the real forbidden door. Uh, he's the one that's, like, tying all these companies together. Like, yeah. Even. Because he's, isn't he, isn't he on the, the unofficial, the official, unofficial booger for New Japan Strong? Yeah. Or New Japan of America, whatever the fuck you want to call it? Yes. Yeah. And then, like, you know. I know people like to talk about Tony Khan and his lip service um, for stardom. And we've got a couple of uh, friends that really heart hammer down on this point. But the person that TK goes through is Rocky Romero to try to access that stuff. Because, I mean, why wouldn't you go through Rocky Romero? Like, that's how you get connected to Bougie Road. But um, I don't know, man. It's uh, This is going to be fun. And I think that this is potentially very exciting, uh, especially sw- swapping CMLL over uh, from AAA. Say if a lot more CMLL people, you know, either decide to start coming over. I-, mm-hmm. I think it's a higher quality of Lucha Libre. It is. I love. I love AAA. It's less, you know, it's less. You know, of the junk. Yep. And I think. You and know, we never got Psycho Clown over either. So what's the po- so if we ain't gonna ever get him over, then what's the point? Yeah. And um I think I think it would be really cool like, you know, 
to lock up New Japan, CMLL, AEW as like this uh, with WWE basically reapplying those trademarks for global localization and all that stuff. This is the 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 axis right here. Like they're building a defense front between AEW, New Japan, and CMLL. James, you know, one man once said it's only going to be two labels. You know, oh my god, <laughs> it always comes back. It does. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like you know, I would be excited like to see you know some of the guys I like show up on a Friday night. Uh, in Arena Mexico, you know Brian Downson wants to go wrestle in Arena Mexico. Yeah, it's been a, um, it's been a dream for him for like five years. I'm sure. Like, yeah, yeah. It, um, and I remember like Mel's been like, "Does he not real?" And this is before like CMLO got better again over the last like year and change. Um, he's like, "Hey man, like do you not realize like CMLO is not like Arena Mexico and CMLO is not what it used to be. It's kind of, it's turned around. I I, I hear good things yeah. about it. You know." Pretty regularly now, so like they're selling lots of tickets every Friday night. They're selling yep. out Arena Mexico every Friday night. Like, can they, you know, can 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 they do can they do a little joint show down there or something? You know, can we can we can can we get you know some some stuff popping? I I love to see it. I love to see the the crossover. But um, yeah, very excited about this. Uh, I think Mexico's gonna win, and I think this is gonna be the first of. You know, many things to come, hopefully. Yeah, because look, I don't think, I think there's reluctance uh, given, I think there's reluctance for them to like fully embrace a partnership with AAA, especially because at the cost of what it means for like people that they have to push certain level and then like all of a sudden like Forbidden Door comes around and they're just yanked off TV. Forbidden Door um, would would also have a new dimension if CMLL's in the fold. Right, right. And also it leaves potential where it's like, they could do their own version of Forbidden Door with CMLL, do a cross promotional show. They yeah. could absolutely do that because they do have they like not to say that Triple uh, A doesn't, but like CMLL has like a better has better access to better women's wrestlers than Triple A does. Um, so like yeah, I I'm in, I'm fine with it. Like I like to see I like to see them you know do weird things and see if they can find interest out all that stuff. So yeah, I'm with it. Um, so. Last week we had Title Tuesday. Uh, I don't like we kind of talked about it in the uh, in the opening yeah. uh, of this thing. So I, I didn't want to go. To, there were a couple things we need to talk about from this show. Yeah. Um, give me one second. I'm pulling my notes up here. Okay. You um, did better than me. I don't write notes anymore. <laughs> like this, especially this Tuesday, it feels like this show was like two weeks ago. Said it just, yeah. yeah. So that's I'm like, I don't know if we want to do a full review for this right, thing, right, but uh, right. I mean, look, uh, they had two killer matches on the show that were worth yeah. ending, definitely. Yeah, uh, let's 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 start with those. Like rather than do a full full show review, um, so like Brian Danielson and Swerve Strickland opened this thing up, and I felt like I was watching, um, you know, someone take a ma- another major step forward, um. I I was unsure who was going to win this match. Uh, I, I thought the, I found the whole thing for the TNT title to be kind of mystifying. Like that that was the you mean like why the fuck is in this for the AEW World Title? Correct. Oh, and then yeah. it's, especially you know when Swerve's alluding in his promos to I want to be the first you know Black AEW World Champion, and then this thing's leading like to the TNT title is 
kind of interesting. It feels like right. there, like something was lost in translation there. It's almost like, yeah, we can't put Danielson and Swerve for the number one contender for the world title because neither of them are going to either beat MJF and then we don't want to have MJF beat either of them either. So and also just... we, and also like we're stuck in this like MJF verse and like we we don't want to veer from that necessarily. Not to say Correct. that, you know, cuz you know, obviously you have the the JY thing in place already. So yeah, that was already in place. Right. So like it had to be for something else. So yeah. and you know Well, it didn't have to, but it just was. Yeah. So like they this thing ended up with Danielson winning. Uh, this was an awesome match, um, and it was just it, w- it was really cool. It was like, yeah, man, we've always heard about from Seattle. Like Danielson has always been like you know the legend and all that stuff like that. But it's like, yeah, man, Swerve's from Seattle too. Like, like what y'all think about Swerve? Like you know, <laughs> and this whole thing like um, over the past like maybe past couple of weeks, I think the calls for Swerve to to become the champion are starting to get loud on Twitter. And yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're, they're 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 all fans of One Nation Radio and all that, but I feel like the, you know, some of that stuff is emanated from from this direction. Uh, um, yeah, I've never, you know, I'm, I don't think I've ever like campaigned for Swerve to be the AW World Champion, but I, I definitely felt like, you know, I enjoyed a lot of what I saw with him in NXT. Obviously, I enjoyed, you know, the first time I saw him in um, 2019 wrestling Zack Saber Jr. And there's also, I bring that up because, like, this match had gave me a lot of flashbacks. See, back then where it's like, I didn't realize this dude was that sound technically. And then the match keeps going, and this match was better than that Sabre match. But, like, the match just kept going, and it was like, he's starting to take off a lot of box that people didn't think he may or may, or didn't know he may or may not have had. And it's like, for those that don't know, this kind of stuff I, I've luckily already seen before. So this is why I was like... I was that high on him. Um, and yeah, man, like he's a great wrestler and he's been that, and he's been a great wrestler for a, for a long time at this point. And that's before you even get into like the Lucha Underground stuff or whatever. But like, yeah, he's, he's a great wrestler and like his finishes have a lot of thought of looking forward to the future and storyline implications um, in a way that like, I don't necessarily think he gets credit for, um, but like, yeah, man, like he, he's just, he's just, he's just, just doing solid or more than solid. He's doing great work consistently every chance he gets. And, um, I think that, you know, I think something's going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. But like, I'm really, I was over the moon about this match and it's like, just to go with the, cause he's now like, he's having matches with like, you know, the made men in AEW as opposed to, you know, now we're going to put you here with his tag team and like, it's on you and Keith Lee to kind of, you know do some things for them and get them over the top. And now it's like, all right, it's no longer about you having to do X, Y, and Z to try to prove it's like, nah, you proved to go out there with the best. And he's out here with the best now. And he's, and he's amongst them. He's showing himself to be amongst them. It's, um, it's going to only get more interesting. Uh, the, the further this year goes, I think, and into next year, because, I think by next summer, like we're we're, we're talking about like the the way this thing's going, like and it's it's like this groundswell. I think that's happening that people are calling for it, and then it's just like, all right, and, man. And, and also, there's a lot of you know, there's a power vacuum in place. Like you know, you you talked about this like we were talking about Wardlow at the time. Um, like we have so many quote unquote younger guys, and we have the older established class, and it needs to be people that pop up. And that, you know, early 30 range and Hangman was like the only one that was 
there and be like Wardlow's gonna fill that void. Like Wardlow thing, you know, we'll see how it goes. But like yeah. it definitely dipped out to where it's like it's, in, it's definitely uncertainty now. And like you just we just saw the Hangman and in, in in Swerve match, and it's like and we saw the you know the the contract signing all that stuff. It's like yeah, that can be a future rival for Hangman. Right. That could be right. one of those guys where it's like if you're not if it's too if you feel like it's too far down the line to go to or not too far down the line it's too it's going down it's stretching it too bit too much for be like go with Guevara or go with Darby because of the size or the, or whatever the fuck you t- t- talk yourself out of it with then yeah swerves right there. Yep, like a lot of people are like looking at between him and Jay White like that's like. You know that those are the next few people they they're they're pointing at. So I mean, it makes uh, sense given how well Jay White and you know the Gun Club have done on Collision. Yeah. yeah. Um. The I even the um you know there there was not like a super clean finish on this thing, but like right right, it but it led into what you knew was going to happen in the next it, match. Yeah. So uh, Hangman pulls the crown uh out of Nana's hands while he's trying to cheat. Distraction. Uh, and that leads uh, to Danielson getting the win. Um. And then, like the uh, the Jay White Hangman match, this felt like I was watching a G one match at times. Mm. Uh, I was paying attention during the um, breaks that this match got overwhelmed with, mm-hmm. uh, and usually I don't. And I thought they were they were hitting each other with, with shit that was like, "Yeah, man, this is like night two of the G one," um, and it, you know they're trying to set a tone out here, but they're going hard at the same time. Uh, and I, you know, I knew the, the, the bullshit was coming or whatever right. at the end, but I was into this one. I know a lot of people didn't, didn't love this match, but I was like, yeah, that's what I expect from, from white Hangman, And they have another level that they can get to. I think they've always worked well together. They've always been natural kind of rivals. And, um, you know, this won't be the last time that we see these guys. Right. In the future, can you just refer to those two when they're in the, in the, in the ring together as Hangman White and not White Hangman? Because I was like, wait, wh- I know he's white, but what? Uh-huh. And are you, like, for one second, I was like, wait, what? But anyway, yeah, man, Um, I like the Swerve match more, but I thought this match was still great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, you know, also, you know, also sitting on the thing where it's like, I, look, I know what's about to happen by the end of this thing. I'm not, I, so I can't get too invested, but I, I did enjoy what they were doing. I thought it was a great match. And um, even with, even with like the beginning of like Jay White doing his fuckery of taking powders before I had to start a match, I, he, it was pretty fast compared to the New Japan thing where he'll, he'll, you know, I used to watch some of those uh, G1s he was in, like when I would binge watch him, I would literally like, I'll start to start the match. And like, I would literally, 430 4, 4 or 15 whatever it was until I finally got to him actually getting into a lockup or whatever else finally got the action once the bell rang because I'm not putting up with this shit and there'd be sometimes right. I'd be like I got some time let me let me just count to see how much how much long for like when the bell rings to they actually lock up or do anything and it'd be like oh he wasted two and a half minutes oh he wasted three and a half minutes <laughs> so like yeah like the fact that he made that basically like I don't know 45 seconds and then just wrestled after that I was like appreciate it thank you He's on his best. He's on some of his best behavior in AEW. He realized like that shit do not fly over here. Yeah. Um, also, um, there was a international championship match. Ray Phoenix was kind of injured, so they did the short. Uh, you know, the short match. Yep. Orange Cassidy defeats him for the belt. Gets the belt back. Stares at it longingly. Um. Uh, don't know what that means. Cuts corners um, to get it back by like taking advantage of the injury on on Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 
maybe a change of character for Orange Cassidy. I don't know how I feel about this. Um, yeah. When yeah, no. I thought they had another level for him to go to, but maybe he's destined to be Razor Ramon. I guess. I don't know. Uh, I enjoyed the match for what it was, but it wasn't like they were trying to have their best match, obviously. Nah, Phoenix is broke up and um, had to come off that shit. I was... You know, I wanted Phoenix to keep it for a little bit, maybe run off like five defenses and then, you know, do something with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was not the plan. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs destroys Chris Jericho, beats what the you shit out this? of this guy. Okay. Jericho told this guy to pin him with his knee on his face. Um, this felt like one of those Brock Lesnar and John Cena demolition matches. I think, however... It should have been way more dynamic than it was. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, he did the he did all the he hit him with like five or six spine busters, yep. right? They all looked effective and all that, but I felt like Hobbs should have got in and out of this stuff like kind of quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, just to drive it home rather than oh like you make it actually look- feel like a squash as opposed to like this is prolonging <laughs> like, like uh, as opposed to that, this is the beginning of like the first act of the match. Right. It was just like yeah. this slow kind of um like like this slow deconstruction where I feel like th- this would have been more effective if it was like, all right, Jericho, you were letting the guy pin you by kneeling on you in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Why go seven minutes? Just go three and then like put like less like filler in it. Do your attack because we know Jericho had to get like at least the one like kind of attack on him, but let Hobbs like thoroughly dominate him because you already let him thoroughly dominate him anyway and mm-hmm. pin him clean. Um, so that was my only like kind of issue with it. But, um, you know, Jericho's like in full give back mode. It seems like right now, possibly a Fozzie tour coming. Um, and you know, they, they clearly shot the angle backstage after when he was, you know, was icing his neck down. Like he'll be back. Uh, you know, for for whatever he's gonna get out of this, but you know, it is what it is. Like you know, I, uh, you said is Cody and Brody Lee still the best squash in AEW history? <sighs> that I, or Lance Archer and Marco Stunt, one look, of those two. Look, uh, there are a few great all time squashes in AEW history. Those two, Kenny Omega and Sunny Kiss. <sighs> I wasn't gonna throw that on there. I, I, that's not that's not on there. You just being funny. Remember when people were like, "Yeah, this is homophobic by AEW yes. to have yes. Kenny Omega squash Sunny Kiss." Are you unaware of what's going? Do you are you unaware of Golden Lovers, my friend? What the hell are you talking about? If anything, oh. this is community on community violence. But anyway, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I I would throw, um. I mean, I would throw the the Malachi Black's first match against uh in AW versus Cody on there because that oh, thing yeah, was like, that, oh my yeah, god, yeah. that was an incredible story for. I think that's the peak of uh, <laughs> like, like that one, like that one, yeah, that one even like that one even like a squash where it's like, oh my god, he's murdering him. He's like, yo, this is like just compelling storytelling and and everything of the characters interacting of this dude just being completely overwhelmed, um, and caught him at the right time. But uh, yeah, uh, it. Those would be the ones that immediately come to mind for top three. Because, I mean, when he... Also, also, you mentioned the Archer one. Didn't, uh, didn't Brody Lee also get a piece of, uh, get a piece of Marvel stunt, too? 
it wasn't as impressive as in the post match. I think. It, yeah, it wasn't as impressive, but but like those two Marco Sun squashes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Them things. They need to bring him back. I uh, they need to bring him back from all time squash. You remember when the Lucha Bros took a piece out of his ass for forever during a tag match one time? Yeah, yeah, I remember. And that. they were complaining. People were complaining about it, like, bro. Pinta just threw that man one from a one-handed gorilla press. Shut the fuck up. This is awesome. Oh, uh, we got a new women's champion. Yay. Um Hikaru <laughs> Shida defeats Soraya and uh, and admittedly I think maybe Soraya's best match in years. I oh, don't know. This is her be- yeah, this is her best match in AEW. Absolutely. Um, like I'm, and I'm not I'm not opening a notebook or anything, but yeah, um, you yeah, know, right. right. <laughs> I, I, I it had a lot of uh, shades similar to the Tony Storm uh, match in Tampa that when she won it for the second time, where it's like all of the interference and stuff is rampant in it. They set you up to where like she avoids it the first time, but then she gets caught with it with the more interference the, the second time around, and you're like, okay, this is it. And she's in a near fall. That near fall almost like gives you a feeling of guarantee. Of like, oh shit, she just kicked out of like her best chance of cheating to win. She's yeah. going to win this fucking title. Um, and then by the time you get to the end of it, it's like she wins at the end. You're just happy that like the that she wins the belt. And like it's the same thing as that that Tony match. I think Tony match is better, obviously, but still, it's just like it's similar story paths of like giving you the high of uh, the ebb and flow of the match and like giving you the, like the the feeling of like oh. Uh, the gut punch of you about to lose, and she kicks out. You're like, "Oh shit, she's winning now. I'm in. I'm all, I'm mm-hmm. in. You gotta win. You gotta win. Don't break my heart." So yeah, uh, happy for Sheeta after because she never should have lost the fucking belt to begin with. So yeah, um, you just pretend that sh- that Saraya shit never happened. That was a bad month. We can just move on. You move on, and you know yeah. we can start getting some high level women's title defenses. Like if Tony, if Tyler's Tony Storm, the assassin wants to come back out, we can do that too. We can do that too. Um, don't really have too much to say say about it. Except thank God it's over. Um, you know, I always like Carlo Shida. There's like a base level of competency there. Uh, as as <laughs> far as at the least, like, and you look at everyone's best matches in AEW, chances are Karoshita is standing on the other side of the ring. Yeah. Um, you know, in like 80% of the cases. Um, yeah. But um, what else do we have on this show? Oh, uh, the, the MJF thing uh, with the quarters and Juice Robinson and all that stuff. So this was uh, admittedly Richard Latta in his personal life has not been as plugged into worldly news of like the past month uh-huh. due to Richard Latta's own personal life and mm-hmm. issues and yeah. um, things I've been going through mm-hmm. like n- that have not allowed me to right, right, right. Essentially, like invest my you know, time and emotions into current world affairs. I'm worried about my world at, at the moment, but uh, Jeff Jarrett style, my world. But um, <laughs> yeah, people in the, in the uh, comments breaking it down for me. So like this thing ended up with MJF cutting a radically better promo than oh he did last week. Oh my God, I actually love week. this promo. I love this promo. And I was like, where the fuck has this guy been for like a, for two months? <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, and like the 
this was this was out of all the stuff, you know, my, my biggest complaint about this whole or one of my biggest complaints about this MJF and Adam Cole thing is that like the crowd is has just forgiven this guy for being a bastard without doing any work towards redemption or none of that. It's just because he found another because he because the bad guy found a friend. We'd like him, even though it's like his friend was an asshole, too. So when he comes out and he says, look, man, me and you. Me and you, Jake, Jake White, we're alike. Like, the thing is, you just don't get it because you haven't gone through what I've gone through and, like, to, to understand, like, what it means to, to, to change and all that kind of stuff. I was like, thank you. This is what I wanted months ago, but you never did it because it's like, oh, they're friends, even though they're both assholes. And it should be fun. You should enjoy the two assholes are friends. Like, because, you know, they found love in a, in a, a hopeless place. Suck yeah. my dick. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I um, I was I was happy. I was like, finally, he finally like gives the part where like it's not a whole con job. He's just like jokingly joking, joking with the crowd that like he's actually a bastard. He's ready to stab us in the back and negative times. He'd be like, well, why do you like me anyway, you schmucks? So like, I was really happy about this. And then, um, he pulls out the quarters or uh, um, I'm sorry, uh. Juice pulls out the quarters and it has Freeman on it. And like at the time, I didn't think about it. It didn't register me. Same. Um, and then someone missed it. I was like, oh, yeah, they shouldn't have done that one. They like, have done I was that like, one. oh, that's going to be the discourse. That's what I thought. <laughs> Immediately. I was like, they shouldn't have done that one. Um, now, it's true. Juice has, since he's been AEW, been rocking people with, with the quarters and all that kind of stuff. The part is, <sighs> you don't need to put Freeman on there. Now, keep in mind, like, at the time, I did not necessarily know that Freeman was a Jewish last name. It's not exactly gold or black or or uh, or silver or green, but, you know, or a Berg. But, mm-hmm. like, once I, I was like, like, that is a traditionally Jewish. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. Now, um, am I offended by it? Not necessarily. But, like, my offense does not matter in this particular case because I am not the offended. So, um, right. Yeah, I, so and, my thing is like, said, this, ain't got, I, this ain't got nothing to do with me. They tell me you ain't supposed to do this shit, so you shouldn't be doing this shit. The end. <laughs> that's, the, right. that's the end of it for me. They right. say they say you ain't supposed to be doing this, you ain't supposed to be doing this. Yeah, that's it. I, that's all I got on know, it. I am not, uh, you know, I mentioned like the past month or whatever, you know, my life not allowing me to really invest in current events, but this is not some new shit. Right. Um, I've always kind of looked at this as like Bloods and Crips. You can ask why they fighting, but like you're going to get a bunch of different answers from a bunch of different people. I, and like, look, I, I can't really I can't really call it like you know, I don't I got nothing for you, Chief. I've, on that. I follow enough of it to know what's going on. Me and you have talked about it a lot when uh, Kyrie uh, was it a couple years ago talked about the Free Palestine thing and he was a Brooklyn net and I was like is he sure he does he know he shouldn't he that he probably shouldn't be saying yeah, this out loud? Place. Oh, speaking of that, I, I was in I was in Brooklyn this, this week. Mm-hmm. They deep out there. I know they are. That's why I was like, <laughs> are you sure? Do you, do you know that, where you're saying this at? Right. Uh. So. So yeah. Um. Regardless of what is happening in the Middle East, like just in general. You can't be doing the quarters thing when his backstory is that like he used to get bullied by they throwing quarters and that and when I heard when I first heard I first thought of like I know they threw quarters him because he's Jewish, so I get why he freaked out about the the about the quarter roll of quarters, 
I did not, but I did not put the two together like that. Freeman is a historic, is a is a Jewish last name, and I was like, oh, the sim- nah, you can't be doing that. That's a step yeah, too far. It's a but, lot. But if it had just they, been the part where like he had just had his quarters and it just it didn't have his name on it, it just in the quarters, and it been like, he had freaked out. I've been like, I get it because it's personal for him and it's some misunderstanding. But like once he once you put the the actual Jewish name last name, I was like, oh yeah, you shouldn't done that one. And then like yeah. then you throw in like what's happening right now, and it's like. Yeah, this ain't a time or place, and even even without that, there you shouldn't have done that one. Yeah, it looks like they've like pivoted off of that. They've, they've kind of swapped this thing. Uh, I think Jay White presented him with a with a ring uh, because he's going to be in that Dynamite Battle Royal next week. So it's like he's going to knock him out with a ring. So like um, much better, you know. And, and like James said, like it ain't on us to really tell people what to be offended by. So. Uh, the only people that lose in this situation, I think, are those people that rail against other people being offended. So, yeah, you know, you, you look, you know who ain't finna lose over this? Us. Look, not my battle. I, I, re- you know? I respect, I respect what people, you know, take stands on, and they took stands on this one, so I'm fine. Yeah, I, this is um, alert. This is a teachable moment, if you will. You know, open your minds, right? You know? Um, it, it costs you nothing not to be an asshole to other people. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's a lot, man. It's a, it's a lot, you know. You got I see a lot of celebrities right now. They, and they, they, they yep, gotta, yep. They, and they, 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 they talk about what side they on. I'm like, oh, how you gonna be? How you gonna say you read a Malcolm X book and be on the, and and say some of those things? <laughs> I, that's 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 wild to me, bro. That's wild to me. <laughs> Muhammad Ali fan, huh? Did you yeah. know what they thought about that stuff? You must have not read that book. Yeah. 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 Um, you know. But then, then again, you think about, like, where did they get teach from? Where, where did Muhammad Ali uh, and Mark Messon teach from? The Nation of Islam? Uh, maybe we should, you know, maybe we shouldn't necessarily, you know, be so on it. It's, it's hard, bro. It's, it's a hard. Lot. Bro, it's a lot. I can, tell you, I can tell you right now a, a, a damn uh, bigot for Jewish people, and that is, and that is, uh, Louis Farrakhan. So, <laughs> I can't. Nah, man. It, it's you got to consider the source for some of this shit. <laughs> you really don't. Like, oh, he said that. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know where this info comes yeah. from. Where are you learning it from? Oh, there. All right. Be like, hold on. Are you That's learning the how to big as fuck? Are you are you learning out of these books with no barcodes on them? Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, uh, who who do you think our Hebrew Israelite brothers are rolling with? I, I keep it going. Don't worry. Oh, okay, don't, okay. Like, don't you really that. To answer that one. First off, you already know the answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers talking that, that nonsense about stolen history. Nah, man, you're denying our history. <laughs> you are in delusions. <laughs> okay, man. Um, move forward. Hope hope we can address that as. One nation radio as we We're, could. You know, if you want, to, if you if you trying to if you trying to figure out where, or where if you're not familiar exactly or don't remember what some of the stuff we're talking about, you you can go to the Kyrie Irving, uh, Kanye West segment of, of our show from last year. We talked about these idiots and the anti-Semitism. So you can go there. You can, you yeah. get more in depth ideas of what we think about this stuff, man. Like, hey, man, I don't know how niggas keep tripping up over this one. <laughs> I just don't. Not for the life of me. Yeah, man, it's it's real easy to avoid, I think, but it truly is. 
I don't know, man. It's a lot, man. Like, um, so the main event of this show was Adam Copeland uh, taking on Luchasaurus, and um, I didn't love this. Uh, I thought there was, I thought there was um, elements of the match where it was like, all right, Edge. Like, I feel like I saw like Edge's entire match before it happened in this match. And <laughs> it was like, I think I would probably go like three and a half on this. And I thought it was like, yeah, man, if this was like a pay-per-view match in WWE against a monster, there were things, there was, there was like an outline of a great match in there. I, I feel like I needed to chop a couple minutes off. And I think Edge needed to hug the bottom rope less. Um, you know, they did the whole thing where he was just doing a whole bunch of selling. It was like him against a movie monster, essentially. And um, he ended up getting to win. Not necessarily the, uh, like, if you look at Edge, he's a big guy, right? Like, yeah. everybody knows he's tall as fuck. Yeah. So, like, they immediately put him in there with almost, like, the biggest motherfucker that was, like, necessarily, like, like near him. So, I would... I think is that's the like trouble with Edge because he's such he's so tall and now this whole roster is like or most of his roster is like short. Mm-hmm. So the more he goes on, it's gonna be interesting to see how his matches like are laid out. Um, I didn't think this was bad or anything, but it also wasn't like you know it wasn't it was not like exciting or anything. It was like oh okay, I see I see what he's trying to do here, and you know. Your mileage may vary, but um, there were there were a couple cool spots in the match. There was like two two cool spots, or at least one, where he like speared him off of the. He did like the steel steps to the steel steps. Ran off the apron, jumped on the steps, jumped off the steps, spear. Yeah. Yeah. So like you know, I like that. Um, But yeah, there's you know, Edge. I think it's going to be a work in progress for him. (sighs) So I I don't have an honest grade for this match. All I know is when I saw the match start and I saw Edge, old man, selling like he was doing when he came back, I immediately checked out. And I was like, no, don't tell me you brought this bullshit over here. Yeah. And then and then they did, you know, when outside, they did, the, you know, the launch pad spot off uh, the launch pad spear spot off the, from the apron to the uh, still steps to uh, to the floor. Um, But like, I can't. Re- but it, I kind of just got lost in the rest of the, uh, of the match, whatever else. But it wasn't bad. And, but I wouldn't say it was great either. But like it was like at first I was like, no, don't tell me you actually don't. Right. God, God right. damn it, Tony oh. Khan, you fucking sucker! Like <laughs> so you've been got again. Yes. Yes. Hoodwink, bamboozle. Yeah. Like I, I was like, all right, you motherfuckers talking about like you know the Bret Hart, you know the Bret Hart stuff, whatever. I was like, the Bret Hart stuff was better than laying on the fucking ground. I was, I was, I was bro. The things, the toxic shit that was going through my mind at the beginning of this, the first three minutes of this match, I was mother, I was motherfucking Copeland, motherfucker in Copeland. Oh my god, I was ready to turn this man. He, he turned it around, but yeah, man, like, um, the segment, the talking segments he's hitting on with uh with everybody has been on point. So like, he's winning from that. It's just like it's gonna be a struggle for these matches, I imagine. Um, until he can start using weapons and whatever else, so have old manism stuff he could do to get around that stuff. But uh, yeah, man, like as far as most of the TV he's done, except for the, or all the TV he's done except for the matches, except for that match, I think it's been great. So you know, yeah. I'm still I'm still pretty high on on Copeland right now. Yeah, like we need this to talk about Copeland and Starks. 
I think we do. Um, I think we do. So I didn't, I didn't watch the whole segment or anything. But I did see the clip, and uh, you know, the Danielson and Christian match is getting good reviews. Uh, but this whole thing with, with Ricky Starts and Edge, it did not look right. It looked um, like they was out here. It looked like they were taking like you know side shots. It was yeah. like yeah, it was like yeah. as, as soon as like. Somebody hit Edge with that. Um, as soon as Stark said he had bug eyes, it was like, oh, it, it's 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 gone left. It's gone I was left. Like, I, I was like, even the bug eyes, that wasn't even that bad. I, I was like, okay, maybe he just wasn't supposed to say that. But Edge had to fire back with something. Edge so fired he, back like he had that. Like, he, like, look, I keep a folder in my back pocket for everyone. He was like, yeah, man, I'm talking about your pants, dumbass, or your silk pants, dumbass, or some shit like that. And keep yep. talking to him. So Ricky was like, well, I guess they didn't give you style from that other place. And then it's like, at that point, you kind of cast Edge in a light where he has to defend himself. And you ain't going to be the one to talk about proxy. style, when you, who you got your style from. Yeah. He, yeah. Like, by proxy, he's defending, you know, the other place kind of. But, like, he said, hey, man, you got your style from, from this guy, which is people have said this to, to Ricky Starks before and or it's whatever. Been, and it's been a promo he's agreed upon. Yeah, but maybe this is different. And then, you know, he's like, you know, that really sent me over the edge, which I think was a good way to kind of wrap it up, turn it down. But Edge yeah. clearly looked bothered yeah. by look, this. Look, and look, look, that was a cute little line at the end. Edge fucking murdered him. <laughs> you say what you want to, how well he handled it to get back to getting to the point. Because he stuttered. Edge, he, he edge stuttered. was on his ass. He stuttered through it though, like yeah, that's cool. Rap battle, yeah, yeah, yeah. He stuttered, yeah, yeah, yeah. He stuttered. Who had the better lines though? (laughs) Uh, Ah, this. Here's the moment. I just hope that there's there's no uh, lasting resentment on this. Uh, But it, it, I'm not trying to see no Starks Copeland matching anyway. So that's fine. Yeah, I mean, may they may they never touch ever. This is just weird how this happened. Like it was just like, like I don't know. Like it, it th- because I think this thing was all like laid out as like a one dude comes out after the other type of promo segment or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. almost like if you weren't booking this, maybe you don't get this. <laughs> yep. So, um, I don't I don't know what to make of this because. Obviously, we have other examples to point. I, to I point don't to think it's look. There is nothing to suggest that Ed is going to behave like CM Punk. One would hope not. There is nothing um, to suggest that. Um. So, like, I, all I know is, is it like I just, if, on this point, I just like to point. I just thought it was interesting to like what eight days in, and it's hot, and it got hot real quick on, on live hot. mics. Yeah. So, like. Look, it, look, and I think, like you said, like I don't know if Edge is necessarily to do you want to play with like that because not the smallest guy in the world, um, <laughs> and he's you know he's he's always been had had uh you know kind of quick witted you know quick sense of humor and you can probably cut you down uh, a way or two and I think he's got like he's got something going as far as. Being a, a legend baby face that people are into and don't like dislike, like almost like in a like why are you the fuck are you hanging around like type thing, 
mm-hmm. he has that right now. Like yeah. he's not always had that. Like he's sometimes like I just think asking Edge to be like a twenty five minute wrestler is insane at this point. I mean, it was insane and, two years ago. <laughs> and I think if they could, they need to avoid that it, because this match, obviously, there are special circumstances. They were doing a fucking overrun and all this shit. They were in the ring for all this extra time. Yeah, they need to put edge on that twelve minute and below plan, like you know, on this low management. You know, yeah. wow. <laughs> and, and see we can maximize those minutes. That's what they need to do. Yeah. Um, but as far as Edge and Ricky Starks, this was just awkward. And yeah. I I think that I I feel like both guys are responsible enough to uh let it let it die there or whatever. Maybe it was just a great moment for us. Like were as there, fans we got to see, right, right? Were there uh were there camera shots of uh of Daniels' reaction? Like I'd almost want to check. Like know? was he smiling his ass off or was he mortified? I I you know, I think Danielson like he always has that high smile. That high ass. That's him. what. That's what. Either one is. Either one's. Either one is entertaining. But the smile is like he don't give a fuck. He's like whatever. Yeah. He dangles him. None of that shit bothers Daniels. It'd be bothering everybody else, but not him. It <laughs> 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 just unbothered. I don't want to go out there and have the best matches I can and have good programs. All the other shit y'all doing. I don't give a fuck about that, man. I'm just here to wrestle. I mean, I'm just here. To, <laughs> I'm just here to be employee of the month. Y'all on some other shit. I follow the mission. Look, BCC, we follow the mission. <laughs> Y'all want some other shit. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, that that's all I really got yeah, on this. Here. Um, but yeah, man, that looked weird. I'm yeah, I'll yeah. just you know yeah. keep your eye on it. Yeah, I guess you gotta follow that away to keep you know. Just, just in case. Yeah, I have not listened to any of the 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 reporting on this, so Same. I'm just. I haven't followed, bro. I haven't listened. I haven't like followed any of it. So in months, months, I've just been watching these shows, and just have my own opinion on the stuff as far as thinking about what's coming forward. I don't know what I don't know what Melzer's been thinking about for none of this stuff, other than seeing his star rings. Be like, what is these? What what's going on? What's happening? What do you make of? Uh, this isn't on the sheet, but okay. uh, we talked about it last week. FTR losing these belts. Ah, oh, shit. Uh... And um, apparently any there is any, any there, chance of losing just getting right back. There is no injury. Um, I believe I heard maybe Trish said this on Tunnel Talk. Maybe on shout out Tunnel Talk. Okay, like that this whole thing was designed. I don't know if she heard this from someone or what, but <laughs> if this is the case. I'm going to laugh my ass off. So, if it's designed for FTR to get the bucks or get the belts back before they lose them, right? Mm-hmm. And it's done so FTR can be three time champs before the young bucks are. Before the young bucks are. <laughs> I'm going to laugh. Oh my God. Like, this is your grand plan? What? You want to randomly lose the belts a month before you actually lose them? Why? I don't know. Like, I look, I didn't really think of this and and that, but like, I do know that like they like Ricky Sarks, and so does right. CM Punk. So like, I think some of it is like, you know, he's been fucked with, 
He's done nothing but like contribute in the ways we asked him to. Own, by the way, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the I think the we got to give the dude something because like he had the program ripped from him because the dude left or whatever else, and it's like a make good for Ricky. I think like putting a belt on Ricky was like a was like a prior some type of priority or some type of like thing to do for Ricky or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reason why, reason why I think like you know once I heard there was no injuries, like oh they're just winning right back. Like he's just a give Ricky something because like they giving him nothing once it was he started doing the Saturday shit with CM Punk. So I think um Dave is actually saying the the rematch is gonna be set for like the twenty eighth. So Okay. We'll see how, how it all how it all works out there. But this is uh this would be quite funny if that was like the uh intention behind this i have i'm not saying this is this is you know what it was or anything but um just just odd um yeah it's, so look it's definitely turner is definitely turner wrestling in it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man i don't think i have anything else oh there's i got one more question from um uh, from Jay Antonio Teodoro. So this was, you know, a, kind of in reference to the CMLL thing. Um, he <laughs> he asked, so he was like, so given the news of AEW having a workroom relationship with CMLL, would you like to see a Forbidden Door Champions League of sorts? And who would you like to see in it slash win it? And then he actually took the time to send me samples of a men's and women's bracket um, for how it's done in Champion League soccer format. First of all, I was like, yeah, man, I don't know what the Champion League soccer format is, so you're going to have to break that down for me. So yeah, okay. this is how it works. Uh, and and from, from him, he said, the Champions League format is as follows. 32 football teams from across Europe with the champions from every European league, the winner of the previous Champions League, and the next best teams from across Europe. They play in a round-robin format with four teams in each group after the draw, never playing against another team from the same country in the group stage. After that, the top two from each group go to a knockout stage until one remains. Um, sent me two different examples of this, and basically it's like there's there's four different ones. I'm going to send this over uh, to James. So there's eight blocks? Uh, I believe so. I'm going to send this to you. Maybe you can look at how this all works. Check your messenger in just a second. Um, but he sent me all of these. Um, so uh, pot one, uh, it says, for example, maybe be like MJF, Eddie Kingston, Alex Shelley, Kazushko, Kata, Tetsuya Naito, Kenny Omega, Kaito Kiyomiya, and Mystico. So is are, is this does this just work like a G one? Uh, per per each group that has face other, yeah, yeah. And I, then, well, uh, I don't I don't think the points I don't think there's a point system. I think it's just wins and losses. Got you. Like wins, losses, and draws. Well, actually, no. I see it right now. You get, you get okay. So win. you get three points for a win. You get one point for a draw, and obviously you lose. You get not shit. I yeah. love saying that every year when we do the, like the, the Grand Prix like recap. <laughs> I love saying that like if you, 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 you don't win or lose, you get not shit. Um, 
Yeah, I'm looking at this. Like, first off, I'm reading through it now. I, I, like, I see uh, in pop three in the C thing, I see Jake Lee, and like, I'm just immediately disinterested. So, hi. Can we take Jake Lee out of there? Uh, yeah, please. Jay Antonio. Please. please. Um, also, I know good and goddamn well. We got it. Look, how many people know her in this thing? Let's see. I see One, at least two. I see three. And the third three. person I see. And the third person I'm seeing, I'm like, why the fuck is? No, I see four. And the in the uh, first off, how the fuck? You, look, no, I'm sorry, I'm cussing at this man. No, no, so let me, let me, let me look, man. Reel it if, in. If we if we're going to have four people from Noah involved, one of them cannot be Timothy Thatcher. I like <laughs> Timothy Thatcher, but no, like there's there's Kano, you know, Ninja Mac. There, there's Ninja Teriyaki. Mac. Yeah, like look, man, we can't. I, look, I know, I know that. Look, there's Goshi Izaki still. Look, I understand. I understand that um that Kasuganagim is leaving, but still, like there are options besides just going straight to Timothy Thatcher and Jake Lee. Uh, th- this looks pretty cool. Um, I just don't know how they'd all do it. There's also a women's bracket he sent James, um, which is also pretty interesting. Um. There's uh, enough, you know, fun. around the I world. I think to it's funny seeing it. like pop one, uh, and then seeing the third block, and it's like Mayu Watani, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Julia, <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, these, these shenanigans, <laughs> these stolen. shenanigans, that make this thing work. <laughs> They've been stolen. Um. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard to kind of talk about this in audio format. Yeah. Because um, obviously, like, you can't visualize none of this. It's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Yeah, I, I would love to see that. I don't know how, like, uh, I I think the only issue that would hold this stuff back is the logistics of clearing enough visas at, at all times, planning right. out all the wins and losses, where it's being booked. Yep. You know, AEW seems to be rather like, you know, they act, sometimes they act like they don't know things are coming especially like with tournaments like and, they either they rush them mm-hmm. they don't book them the right way right. kind of they're lopsided to where like one block is one side is like loaded the other side isn't and also new japan or sorry aw has this weird thing where it's like if it's not something that's going to be on their card they will they pretend it doesn't fucking care. exist even if it's there's wrestlers in it yeah um like how many times like trip like uh kenny omega and impact kenny omega doing doing triple mania they Omega at the they fucking Tokyo Dome. They, yeah, that's, yeah, Tokyo, another example. Yeah, yeah. So that that would be the only drawback, I think. But you know, just as a uh, you know. So, all right. So you looked at this woman's draw, right? Yeah. Is there any? Can you find somebody? Let me phrase this. There's somebody in here that I have that I think has no business being in this fucking thing. Uh, can you find them? Can, can you find? Them? Don't say who it is. Can you find them? Yes. Is it someone we talked about over the last few weeks that I said I've had enough of seeing? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Enough. This is fucking charity. I believe she's uh undergoing a transformation of sorts. So. We will stick with that. Um, well, yeah, Utami versus Shida. Why not? Well, that's yeah, yeah. This yeah. is mock final. Like, yeah. Um, I saw Shuri was in here. I don't know where she ended up getting knocked off at, or if she made out the blocks. 
Uh, I don't think she made it out of blocks. Yeah. Um, um, I got a major problem with that. So yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> my dead body. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, like, if you're gonna do this, like, you have to set it up to where like you have Sheeta and Shuri face each other at some point. Yeah. Like, just, just I would just do that just to just because that's what they would want to want to do if they're gonna be in this thing. Yeah. Um. I see Julia goes far in here, but I don't see any like I don't necessarily see any uh, Julia ice lore. So I I don't think she would want to participate without the lore. <laughs> and, and look, it mean you like the lore. People don't like the lore. We like the lore. But I'm just pointing out, like if it ain't it ain't got a little sprinkle of you know like you know uh, so, somebody that she done wronged in her past. Like there ain't nobody from prominence you can throw in this bitch. Like uh yeah you can, yeah uh, a little Suzu in in this. <laughs> I don't think Suzu in it. No. I don't, I don't see uh, Risa or, or none of them either. No, none of the other prominent uh, wrestlers either. So, I know Maya Yuki ain't on that list. Because you can't put on there because she ain't affiliated with nobody. No more. She's a freelancer. Spark Joshi. You know. Spark Joshi. <laughs> I'm still searching in my quest to figure out who's running this promotion. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've got messages out, but. Okay. You know. Okay. 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 But um, yeah, I, I guess that'll wrap it up. I know. Okay, I know who you talk about because okay, because I, I saw them there and I was like, I wonder. And then I heard the music like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. The music sounds good through the speakers, Rich. The music sounds good through the speakers. Yeah, wasn't no great setup, but it sounded good through those speakers. Yeah, let's do it. Um, but yeah, man. Um, guess we wrap this up, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. That's the end of the show. Be sure to rate us on app you're using and listen to this to. Um, if it's not up on the uh, stream, you can go to our Red Circle and donate through uh, um, by going to the podcast and finding the Red Circle link and donating there. And uh, also listen to other shows on the network. Besides Lunch Radio, you have Keeping a Strong Style and the Rookie and Clive Wrestling Show. Thanks for listening, y'all. No, actually, do we need to make an announcement about Imp? Or is we, that or Yes, that we do. He is already on. His, his show has already debuted for the oh, network. Shit, I'm, dude, that's been all out of source. Yeah, so I, sorry, Imp, I, I didn't give you a great plug, but uh, Imp's show is on here. Imp is now a part of um, Social Place Podcast Network after a long time being a contributor through via through guest guest appearances, all that kind of stuff over the years. He is now a member. Uh, so yeah, be sure to check out his uh, his new show as long as well as the other shows that are always on the, on the uh, network. So thanks for listening, y'all. Later. I will pay for crack before I pay for Twitter. Same. <laughs>